What the hell is in those bags? Rabbit weasels. Welcome to the very first episode of the Rabid Weasels podcast. I'm your host, Tim Mann, and today, my first guest is a man that has deep connections to the horror genre. He has helped bring horror documentaries to the masses through the production company Dead Mass Productions and Cult Screenings UK. From more brains to Leviathan, the story of Hellraiser and Hellbound Hellraiser 2. In between all this, producing and writing a superbly dark horror show, Dark Ditties, which is available on Amazon Prime. Not only that, he also sculpts all your favourite horror icons for Hellbound Busts. A man with all his fingers in a lot of pies, it is my pleasure to introduce Gary Smart. How you doing, Gary? I sound, I sound very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, thank you. No, it's a pleasure to be on. Uh, I really appreciate you asking me. And thank you for the very nice introduction. <laughs> well, you know, I had to uh, think, like, right, what has he done? He's done this. Oh, God, you don't. And this, you know, you you oh, you're very busy, very busy man, you know. <laughs> um, and like like we were talking before we went on air was that if anyone's going to speak about Return of the Dead as a first guest, it has to be you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So there's loads to talk about. Yeah. Um, I don't don't really know where to start. I tell you what, we'll go back to the beginning. So, so um, how did you get into horror? As you know, how young were you when you first discovered horror? Uh, I think I've always kind of been a fan of horror. I can't really think of a time when I wasn't. Um, I was one of those kids who were, was allowed to watch horror films. Um, wow. And I was interested in behind the scenes stuff from a very early age. So, you know, being a fan mm-hmm. of Freddy Krueger, I knew who Robert England was as an actor. I knew mm-hmm. his makeup, I knew his make-believe and his special effects. So it was never kind of scary for me. And my, my granddad was a huge, huge, huge horror fan. Uh so he used to get me into horror as well. My dad's a horror fan as well. Oh, brilliant. Uh, not so much kind of like, not as big as me, but, but you know, my mum and dad both enjoy horror. So, and I always remember being a kid and like, even like in, you know, year one and reception class when you're about, about five or six, having, yeah. you know, not on Elmwood Street on VHS and having Freddy, posters of Freddy Krueger in my, my bedroom. So it's always kind of been there for me. Horror. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's yeah. brilliant. It's, uh, yeah, I think I was a lot older. I could have been around about 11, I think. Oh, really? When, yeah, it would have been 11, I think. You know, people, you know, your friends talked about it in school and have you heard about this and that? And and funny enough, the go-to main horror is Nightmare on Elm Street, the very it first one. Is, yeah, I think it's so iconic, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think, especially if you're born, I'm not sure how old, how old you are. Oh, I'm in the 40s, mid 40s. Oh, yeah, so I'm like, I'm 40 this year. So, you right. know, our generation, you know, Freddy, Freddy Krueger was, you know, as a, as a small kid, what you wanted to see, you know, he was so iconic. Yeah. Um, he was the go to, really, wasn't he? At the time. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, um, he's, he's a bit more mainstream than, say, like Jason was. Jason was, yeah, obscure, wasn't he? You know, yeah, and I think for me, this, I think the personality of Freddy, I know this is not about Freddy Krueger, but the personality of Freddy Krueger for me, was, 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 you know, kind of like, why I was more kind of like interested in him than uh, like, you know, say Friday the 13th, 
Mm. He's visually, it's a great character, Friday the Thirteenth, Jason. But yeah, I like the films. I appreciate him, but it didn't do as much for me as Nightmare on Elm Street did. And I think it was just it was Freddy Krueger's kind of personality and character. You know, and he was you know yeah. by the time we were watching him as well, he, he became that wisecracking you know caricature reading he as well. You know, oh yeah, he was a bug bunny of horror, wasn't he? Really, so it was more yeah. appealing for a kid. Really, you could start quoting Freddy Krueger in the playground as opposed to. You couldn't really quote Jason or Michael Myers, really, could you? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a job. Yeah, yeah. Everyone said primetime bitch when you're in school. I know they did. Oh, of course. Oh, geez, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. So that's yeah. good. That's brilliant. That's, that's a good yeah. early age to get to get in. So what were some of the first horror films that you... Oh, obviously Nightmare on Elm Street, but what else yeah. was like... Um, it was Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, a big one for me. Um, obviously, things like Halloween... Uh, Chainsaw Massacre came a lot later. Chainsaw Massacre for me, I think I've watched mm. that one first, and obviously, Return of the Living Dead was big for me. And um, it was kind of the, the first kind of zombie film I'd watched as well. And I probably and we'll get into probably that story in a second, but yeah, it was you know, that's always been there for me as well. Return of the Living Dead, it's strange, so, you know, I, I have very, very vivid memories of, of childhood with Return of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah. you know, I like the Romero films as well, you know. I, as a kid, I didn't really appreciate Night of the Living Dead, the black and white yeah, one. Yeah. Because, you know, it's black and white and you're a kid. And I loved Day of the Dead and then Dawn of the Dead. Uh, yeah. I loved Hellraiser, massive Hellraiser fan, you know, uh, Hellraiser 2 in particular. Yeah. Uh, but then I like obscure horror as well, you know, cheesy kind of sh- crappy little horror films. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, my kind of horror kind of like um, encyclopedia as a kid was quite quite broad, really. Yeah. Um, and it's strange, you know, because my, my granddad was a horror fan. I wasn't really into kind of like the universal horrors, you know. Hammer, yeah. I kind of liked, uh, but not you know, universal in the sense of, you know, Bela Lugosi and, and Vincent Price and Lon Chaney Jr. I, I didn't really get into that until later. I'm still not into it as much as I probably should be as a horror fan. Uh, yeah. I, I'm kind of like a slash generation, really. <laughs> Hammer's, Hammer's good for me, you know, with Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, but... You know, eighty slasher is really you know, and gore, which is what I like the most. It's it's that era where you know we're a very similar age. So for us, eighty late seventies, eighties horror was yeah, is still my favorite. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I I will like you know, kind of search Amazon sometimes and search Netflix just for like a cheesy eighties horror film. Yeah, uh, yeah. I watched one a couple of weeks ago, and it was what's it called now? I don't know, Amsterdam, I think it was called, and it was about right. uh, a killer in Amsterdam who was like a um, a diver, uh, and I, it was a strange little film from like early eighties, I'd say, mid eighties, and I really enjoyed it. But it's films like that, and it was such a wealth of horror films in the eighties and seven late seventies. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, and you know, I think you're finally finding now because of Blu-ray and because of streaming these kind of little little films which you know would have come out in vhs and weren't very big vanished yeah. pretty quick unless you went to some seedy little horror uh, video store um you know they disappear so now it's a great time to start actually finding these little gems and there's lots of them out there I and mean, there's a hell oh, of yeah. gems oh definitely there's some of the i mean like you say now now with blu-ray and everything you're getting those ones that you more than likely, a lot of people wouldn't have heard of. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's loads. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a, my head is going blank. It's typical, but there's loads. Like you know, I think it's what about the microwave massacre? Or something I think it is. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm a chopping mall, and you know, and yeah, of course. Yeah. I'd never have watched as a kid because it's not been accessible either. Really, yeah, 
you know, I, I was a big fan of going to VHS stores. You know, oh, you know, I loved yeah. them. We had we had local ones to me. You know, the, the proper little ones. You know, with the you know pinup of Freddie of Freddy and pinup of uh, uh, Pinhead uh, in the store, and you get to the horror section, and you know, it'd be it'd be biggish the section would be, but again, yeah. being a kid, you you know, you'd go straight for the Freddy Freddy Krueger. You go straight for the Friday Thirteenth, who you recognised. Well, yeah, yeah, we're older, and obviously now, as you do, it's more accessible horror. Yeah, you kind of starve and spend ninety minutes just you know chilling out, watching something, and if it's crap, it's crap. If it's good, it's good. You know what I mean? It's like um, it's a lot more. I think easier for horror fans now. We had it hard as kids <laughs> compared well, to yeah. a lot of people. Definitely. I mean, you you'll remember this because we we were that era where we'd go and, and rent a VHS. Yeah, you'd rent the VHS, you'd put it in. If you weren't liking it, it's tough. Committed, you've oh, yeah, yeah, you watch yeah. that, yeah, and you were made to watch it as well, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't remember being a kid watching films and stopping halfway through to go, you know, for a cup of tea or go on my phone. You know, when on the phone, you know, we didn't have phones for a start, but you wouldn't yeah. have it anyway. You know, you committed to watching a film. I, I'm guilty of it now. I watch a film and I'll press pause, go to the toilet, have a cup of coffee, yeah. I'll have a drink, and I'll be on my phone. You know, if I'm not engaged with it, I'll. My phone will be out. I'll be searching trivia on the film on interview yeah. database, you know, who's who, the cast and whatnot. And I, I'm guilty of that myself. Yeah. But no. we didn't do that as kids, you know, because you said, you know, you paid that £2.50 and, you know, that was a lot and you had it for one night. So you were watching exactly. as a family as well, you know, you'd all a group of friends. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's a shame. But, I mean, I think it's a shame the video store's gone, you know, because oh, I've been hours in video stores. I, oh, just wandering around the aisles and whatnot, and just uh, you know, and you know, your blockbusters were great, but I like I like the really independent ones. I used to like, you know, the one row on the high street, which was like a yeah. literally about you know tiny little store, but it was rammed with like shelves and just like you know gold and the dirty films on the top shelf. That's <laughs> right, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh no, the the I I really wish I I feel for. I mean, like I say, the kids have it. I sound like an old fart, but yeah, the kids, no, yeah. The kids do have it easy because they've got Netflix. They can go, no, nope, this is crap. Turn it off. But, but it, yeah, you know, we had to. You know, you 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 suffered because you had to. But we had that experience of going into the video store and looking at those covers on those. Yeah. You know, and sometimes look at the cover of that. It looks amazing, oh, and it's it, it shit, post art. Post art that sold it wasn't it? You know, you look at Return of Dead and Graham Humphrey's art. It yeah, was that artwork that sold it, and you know, I remember. And I'm fast forwarding a little bit now when Return and Dead came onto Netflix and being right. quite chuffed about it, to be honest. But I was thinking, you know, I had to find that film as a kid, yeah. and yeah. I'll tell this story that to find the VHS when it came was released in the UK, mm. and it was a big thing for me when it came out. Yet now it's accessible, and it's quite nice that it's accessible, you know, that yeah. someone, someone who's maybe doesn't know much about it. Who likes zombies and what likes The Walking Dead and stuff like that? We'll, we'll go on to Netflix and just come across that film, yeah, and put it on and enjoy it because you know, most people who watch it do enjoy it. You know, I don't know many people who have watched it, and I've made a lot of people watch it over the years, yeah, yeah. We've said it's not very good, you know. What I mean, most people either think it's okay or really enjoy it, no one really is negative about it. So, that that you know, it the kids are sport now, but actually, I think it's it's really good that they've got that, you know, you know. Such a wealth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's such a wealth of of films out there. 
yeah, which true. we we had to basically dig and search for and and, and borrow and copy and pirate and that kind of bootleg and all. Yeah, true. No, that's right. But like, like you say, when you when you talk Return of the Dead, I, I know what you mean. It's it's it it's such an 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 ensemble cast of characters. Yeah, what isn't to love? You know, um, I think Edgar Wright. I saw. Um, oh, don't he, don't start me on him. No, well, it was just because he <laughs> put this. Um, he did. He was, he was negative about Return of the Dead, wasn't he? And yeah, yeah. I, he, I, I, it was really weird. I, I've had a very 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 quick story. I sent uh, Edgar a, a care package about a year ago. Right. Uh, he's a big fan of, of Beware the Moon, obviously American Way from London. Yeah. A colleague reached out to me who knows him very well. Uh, he was after the book. The book had sold out. So I said, no, I'll send him a copy of the book. I sent him a care package. Yeah. And in that was obviously was, you know, uh, was um, Beware the Moon, Lost Boys book. Yeah. Blu-rays for uh, Leviathan and Blu-rays for, I mean, it was like, you know, expensive nice. package when you look at our stuff on eBay now. Yeah. And one of the things, obviously, was Return of the Moon Dead, Troxon book. And the message I got back from my friend was, not like, thank you for all the stuff. It was, Edgar doesn't like Return of the Living Dead. Whoa. So, and I thought he's made the effort to make that comment. Didn't say thank you for the other stuff. Oh my God, and really? I, yeah, and I responded and said, that's fine, fair enough. Tell him to send it back because other people may appreciate that. I never, yeah. got, it I never got it back. And I just thought, yeah, if you don't like something, don't go out and say it. And then literally about three weeks later, that came out on that uh, article that he was kind of dissing yeah. the film a little bit and said it was about screaming. It's not a screaming yeah. film. And You've got a bunch of kids for a stuff. What film isn't screaming? I mean, exactly, he maybe yeah. needs to watch yeah. his own film, that Soho film, see screaming and, and and very weak plots. You know what I mean? It's kind of you know that's, people that's shocking. Laugh houses. It was shocking, really. I, I thought yeah. I thought most I thought most over the years of, of being involved in, in in the franchise. Mm. I think most people who like zombies or like Return of the Living Dead. And yeah. appreciate it for what it is. It's the first one that gave us running zombies. It's the first one that gave us brain hungry zombies. Yeah. And it's the first film that gave us, you know, really talking intelligent zombies. How can oh, you yeah. fix that? You know, and as you said, the ensemble cast and the focus is on three older people, really, as well as the punks. That was unusual for 1985. That's, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, you know, it's very British rock music. You know, the, the music in their punk music is very British. Yeah. I, I was disappointed by that. But again, everyone's getting tired to an opinion. So he won't be listening to this because he doesn't like Return of Living Dead. So that's okay. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. You'll see that you'll probably read the title of the podcast and not even know what that is. Yeah. Because, you know, um, the franchise as a, as a franchise, it's very special to a lot of people. Yeah. And also, it's very underrated as well because it's always overshadowed by Ramiro, always overshadowed by Ramiro. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a shame that because people. Don't haven't some people haven't even found it after all these years, you know. What I mean, we're so obsessed with night, day, dawn, land, yeah. diary, you know, goes on. Um, and actually, this is a gem of a film, really, and it kind of deserves a little bit more than it gets, regards to appreciation and credit. Uh, yeah, and I think that, that's what that's why we did the book and whatnot because obviously to get it out, but I think that's a shame because it, it's a, it's a it's a fantastic film, it really is. That's that's the thing. I'd not long finished your book actually, and towards the back, obviously, you've got other people doing their little quotes and yeah. what they think of the film, and that that was that was beautiful to be honest because yeah. it gave, you know, it's seeing what, um, 
it's like what how I feel. It's like how I feel, and other people are saying it as well. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm not alone. Not that you were alone, but you know, you know. Yeah, but before the internet, you mean you kind of were alone. We were eternally dead, you know. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. knew Freddie and couldn't go about repeating ourselves. But at school, you know, and my friendship group, unless I introduced them to Eternal Living Dead, people didn't really know about it. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. huge in Germany. It's, it's massive over there. And it's, it's huge. In, back in the 80s, it was huge here in regards to the punk the punk culture. Yeah, but of course. It wasn't, again, it wasn't those films which was mainstream enough for people to know about it. But what, what I think is really strange is when people talk about zombies, they all say brains. They all say yeah. brains, you know, and you look at, Things like The Simpsons and Simpsons and whatnot, where the zombies go brains and whatnot, and there's other comedies where they say it. And it's like, yeah. that's come from Return of the Living Dead. So this film, which is obviously obscure enough that people don't really talk about it as much as they should do, and people are obsessed with Romero, which is, he's, and he's credit, all credit due, he, people, he, should, yeah. he should be uh, celebrated, Romero should be. Yet, yeah. people are quoting Return of the Living Dead and not knowing why the same brains. <laughs> you know, it's kind of exactly, yeah. It's yeah. so strange to become part of the culture of horror. And the tar man, you know, and it's like people don't know where he's come from. No, exactly. Well, it's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, I, I was, I was, I've did. We did our on my YouTube show. I do with my friend Liam. We did Return Living Dead review of the vinyl because that's what our show is. Oh, okay, the, yeah. The soundtrack review show, and we were discussing about zombies, and and I think at one point Liam was like, "Yeah, they're not the you know the the, the worst zombies." And I was like, "No, no, no, they actually really are." They are the worst type of zombies you want to be. Oh yeah, I'm Yeah, you know, like you say, they're smart. They run. Yeah, uh, I mean that. Them two just alone is just like, oh, you just would you, not. Yeah. You know, if, if a zombie apocalypse, give me Ramirez zombie any day. You know, yeah, I you can run away. Cardio, I can run. Yeah, you, you ain't getting away from Return of Dead, Return of Dead trucks and zombie because yeah. they're intelligent and they will use weapons. They will use. They would manipulate. Yeah, look at Freddie manipulating Tina at the end. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's got you know such great writing that he's a zombie, yet he still has that memory of her being his partner. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't give a shit. He wants to eat her brains. You know what I mean? He That's doesn't it, care. Yeah. You know, and I think that you know, and the fact that they do run, and the fact they can't be killed. That's that's know. the other bit. That's the new. There was a third. Yeah. That was yeah. it. I mean, just can't be. You know, you, you look at you know, Return of the Part Four and Five. Yeah. Which you know, I'm, if we even dare talk about the the fourth and fifth film, but you know, they changed the rules. And that's the biggest script they made. I mean, the films weren't great, but the biggest script was you can shoot him in the head. That's not yeah, what's going on. The whole point is these are reanimated corpses, yeah. and you cannot destroy reanimated corpses. No, that's the whole point of being reanimated. Do you know what I mean? The brain's well, dead anyway because if you're a Miro zombie, the brain's rotted away anyway. So why is it functioning? Yeah, true. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean that's. That's how um, Ernie gets, you know, it escalates from going, you know, once they goes in the furnace, not the furnace, but, you know, the, um, oh, it's gone off my head now, you know. The, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. In yeah. the creme, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. That's how it starts, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I think, you know, when you look at the writing of Dan O'Bannon and, mm. you know, considering it's based on a book by John Russo. Yeah, which is a sequel to Return of the Living Dead. Uh, no, sorry, Return of the Dead, silly side. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And the formula of the original book and screenplay is a direct sequel to Night of the Living Dead with traditional Ramiro zombies, mm-hmm. a story about people in, in a farmhouse being trapped. Yeah. Dan Brand takes it over and completely changes everything on it. He was Literally. lucky, really, that Tom Fox didn't really give a monkey's really. You know, yeah. he just the film made. You know, he was in Chicago 
banker and an investor. He didn't really, you know, care about films as in that's not dissing him in any way. But he yeah, was yeah. a filmmaker. So he let, and he had Dan O'Bannon, who was known for Alien on board. He's laughing there. So he um he let Dan run with it. And he, if it wasn't for that, we would have ended up returning that it would have been a run of the mill sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, people trapped in a farmhouse and the zombies shuffle around and you shoot them in the head and it's over. So I think, you know, again, abandonment does not get the credit it deserves, really, in regards yeah. to revolutionising the zombie genre, really, massively. Yeah. I mean, what screwed it up for Return of the Dead was, was Thriller. That's what screwed it up, you know, because same year, Michael Jackson's Thriller comes out and you got Dancing Zombies. So yeah, yeah it kind true. Of, it, it, that kind of shifted the whole kind of, uh, you know, public view, you want to call it, of zombies into something funny. Yeah, it kind of came at the wrong time for that film, which only been dead, really. I think. Yeah, true. I mean, you see, a lot of people say, you know, it is a comedy, and they weren't playing it as a comedy. No, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. You can can see that. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah, no one's playing it for comedy. Nobody's. I think you know, everybody thinks it's serious. I mean, the Mm. cast have all said, in the majority cast, Jimmy Caron. Clue Gulliger, Don, they, you know, I think Don said he knew it was comedy, but the other two, they thought it was a straight film, really. Yeah, and, yeah. And the thing is, is it, it's a strange one for me, because people say it's like a horror comedy. Mm. It's, I think it's just a dark horror. It's dark comedy, I think it is, because it's not laugh out, no, sorry, um, it is laugh out loud, but it's the, it's what we're trying to do with the ditties, actually, our series. Yeah. We don't do gags, we just do things which are fucking so awkwardly stupid that yeah. in the situation you're in, people say the stupidest things. Yeah. And what happens in return of dead, people say the stupidest things in return of living dead because of the situation they're in. Yeah. And you're going, you've got this in front of you, you're saying this silly thing. But actually, that's human nature to do that. So again, yeah. Dan tapping into that and actually being so clever with it uh, and, and, and dialogue rich. Again, going back to a point where right, it's frustrating when people... Of, of a certain status say it's just about people screaming yeah yeah i that don't remember um... I, I i know there's a few screams i don't think there's many screams in it other than the zombies maybe screaming yeah you know no it's it was it's frustr- i read that article and i was a bit frustrated and, and perplexed by it a little bit you know and I now you shed a little annoyed. yeah i can imagine <laughs> yeah you shed a bit more light on that situation but you know when you got that you know, the I mean, for me, I mean, oh, I don't know. It's them. It's them four four cast members. It's it's Don, it's Clue, it's yeah. um, Tom Matthews and and James Caron. Them four. The, the first what half an hour, forty minutes maybe is it with them? Or yeah. obviously the, the punks are in it. You know, you know, coming in here and there. But it's it's the dialogue between all them. That for me is just absolute it is, gold. It is absolute gold. gold. It's just yeah. there's a lot of character development, really. You know, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of heart in it, really, as well. Because you know, you look at the first interactions between Frank and Freddie. Oh, brilliant. you know, uh, Frank's a bit of a prick, really. Frank is. Yeah, he's he's like he's like an early incarnation of David Brent, and he really he's a boss trying to be funny and trying to yeah get his kid. Freddie doesn't want to be there, you know. Mm. And you read the book, you know, in a little bit more detail in the book, isn't there? About right. why you know he's been forced to get his job and whatnot. That's obviously not part of. Of, of the film, yeah, but he totally doesn't want to be there, and obviously, you know, and he's and obviously, he's got his mates come to meet him. And I, and and Jim, uh, Frank's trying to impress him, you know, 
and then yeah. we all know what happens when he tries to impress him. But even a bit with Frank on the phone to his wife, you know, it's just a tender little moment, really. You know, he's a knob, and then his wife phones him. Yeah, and, you know, and he's on about to getting dinner and whatnot, and then he's inviting Bert round for the weekend for the Fourth of July barbecue. Yeah, and you get all that backstory as well with, you know, that that Frank and uh, sorry Ernie and Bert have been friends for twenty five years. That's and right. Yeah, give or take. I mean, yeah, we won't go into a Nazi element of of yeah. of, uh, of um, Ernie. Uh, yeah, but they're, they're clever little bits, actually. You know, they're clever, really. Uh, how that's been pulled into it, but um, I think it's just very, very strong. Was very, very strong characters. And that, what I like about the film is, is the strong adult characters. When a yeah. time where most of your main main heroines in a film uh, of a horror were young babes and studs, and that was it basically. That was or it, yeah. queens and that kind of stuff. Whereas this was about you know how old Ernie, probably in his late forties, supposed to be fifties. You know, yeah. late 50s, maybe. And so's Bert, you know, obviously bring Freddie into it. But these are older people. They're not kids. No. And the kids need the older people then. And actually, old people don't just die either. You know, they've got a real strong part of the story and the older people doing it. Yeah, all the way. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... Kill him off for the sake of killing him off. And also, very strong actors. I mean, extremely strong character actors. Oh, definitely, yeah. They're recognisable. Mean... Is it Bert and Ernie are like literally to the last second, aren't they? They're there. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, the screen time they've got, uh, yeah. you know, they are more important characters, I think, than the punks. I think I, I've always said, as much as I love the cast, yeah, punks are the co-stars. I know, obviously, you talk about credited, you know, you look at the credits and the posters. Obviously, you're always going to credit your more established yeah. actors, mm-hmm. but they are the co-stars. The, the, the punks are. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Totally get you. I mean, yeah. Teen is probably up there a little bit, and obviously, you know, so Spider. Yeah. Uh, but really, and obviously, obviously, Freddie is, is a main character. Uh, but your yeah. main four, as you said, are Frank, Freddie, Bert, and Ernie. They're your main characters in that, in that film. Yeah, I can put on, you know, if I've got a spare half an hour, I'll put that on. And it's the first half an hour of them four, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. And if I have to go somewhere, then, you know, I'll turn it off and I'll go, I'll do what I've got to do. But I've like, that's the bit that I love the most. It really is. You know, I love all of it, but that, that dialogue between, I mean, little tiny things when, um, you know, he goes to see him um, and he, you know, he's, he goes to see Ernie and he's like, you know, you want a cup of coffee? And he says, oh, you know, no, I'm all right. He goes, well, I do because I need it. Little yeah, tiny yeah. lines are just like genius. You know, I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, yeah. I think it it feels natural, doesn't it? I think it does, you know. I think, you know, there's lines in it which aren't just there to carry the story. They're just just natural life. Yeah, they are. You you mentioned, obviously, in the intro about our series, Dark Ditties. Mm. When we were writing that, I mean, I I kind of of wanted to emulate that. We had many conversations about it's just dialogue. It's just, you know, we want people to be as natural as possible. Yeah. And Matt Bannon, you know, he did that very much. That's why he did the rehearsal. He two weeks of rehearsals, rehearsals for a term of day, which was very unusual for the time. Yeah. And he, what he wanted was that pacey dialogue where people were talking over each other. Because as you right. do, I've done it to you a few times. People naturally talk over each other. Yeah. Whereas in, in some films, you get like, hello, my name is Gary. Hello. What you yeah, do, you know, that doesn't happen in real life. People do naturally interact, interject when people are talking and cross over lines. Yeah. And that happens when you watch Terminal Dead and listen to it. It's happened a lot. 
you know, people are, in the mats, you know, the rehearsal, and that's obviously the effort's been put in to make it seem real in a very unreal world, really. I need, and, to, uh, I need to re-watch it again now. With, no, <laughs> with yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the two-week rehearsals, you know, was completely unusual. I mean, any of the films, yeah. kind of, I think, I think Friday Night did it as well. Mm. But, but they couldn't afford to do it in films back in the 80s, really. Oh, yeah. You know, and they did two weeks of, like, literally stage rehearsals of Return of the Living Dead. So when they got to set, as much as we correct. know about now the issues on set, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was pretty much, you know, word perfect, really, it was, from the cast. That's brilliant. The other yeah. issues, obviously, were personalities as opposed to the, uh, the um, you know, the acting. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Excellent. Hold Just... your waffle. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's good. That's exactly what we need. That's why I wanted you on, because, huh. you know, you've got the knowledge. You know stuff. You've mentioned stuff already, like two weeks rehearsals. I didn't even know about that myself, you know. Um, so, yeah, just little little things and, and your knowledge of that is, is, okay. is, is, is perfect. So, no, no, it's all good. We love it. <laughs> so, um, we don't want to go too, I don't want to go too deep too quick, but sequels, don't want to go too far into it, but what do you reckon of the sequels? Um, I've grown to appreciate number three over the years. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of because a kid again. When you watch Shaun of the Dead Part Two as a kid, you've got Ernie and, and uh, sorry Ernie, you know Gary. You've got yeah. uh, I know what you mean <laughs> Jimmy and uh, Tom back. Yeah, I exactly. like it's quirky enough to have him back in it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it was about a kid as well, and obviously I was a kid at the time. I like it. It's funny. I think it gets a very bad reputation, re- very bad rap. Um, Return of the Two does for some reason. Yeah, think, uh, people seem to read this it and actually it's fun it's a fun little movie uh part three when i remember watching that i remember desperate to to rent it in 93 when it came out i would have been 11 yeah desperate to go and watch it uh and uh i remember finally getting it rented i remember a couple of times we went to the video store and it was already out and we finally got it i remember just being kind of like confused because it wasn't a comedy yeah it kept with the genre of you know the mythology of the the franchise is good it kept with all that it just mm-hmm. felt, you know, it was this love story. It just felt very weird to me, you know, in the sense yeah, of character. Yeah. And that she remember, you know, she, she was fighting against the, uh, becoming a zombie. And, you know, yeah. And, but actually, over the years, I've really come to appreciate the film. I really enjoyed the third film. I do really enjoy it now. I think it, it adds value. So I've got, I've got two dogs who are wrestling next to me. That's um, fine. We're not, we're not split dogs. Um, um, <laughs> not split dogs. No. Uh, and you know, I think number three really adds value, I think, to the franchise already now. I think it does. Yeah. It, adds, it adds the mythology. I wish that, you know, uh, uh, Dom would have been in it. Dom's off the role. Uh, oh, right, yeah. He's supposed to play the colonel, uh, the, the older colonel. Yeah. I think that would have, that would have added having Don in it. I mean, same as number two would have added having Don in it. Don was auditioned for Doc Mandel. Didn't oh, get yeah, it. of course, yeah. Didn't get it for some reason. So um, I think that Crazy. would have added to it. Um, and then the fourth and fifth film, you know, it's difficult for me to talk about them because yeah. I know what was supposed to have been. I know that good intentions were there. Yeah. Uh, were making it. William Butler and Aaron, who wrote the screenplay, were huge fans of, of Return of the Living Dead and the mythology yeah. was all there. Don was offered a part again, you know, yeah. and some of the cast members were. Tom Fox was heavily involved, you know, and he was you know, the producer on one and two and three. Yeah. But Tom died, you know, and the 
rights went to Antoly Fridas, who's a nice guy. He's a Russian producer. I've always got on with him. I've always had a lot of respect for him. Yeah. But he didn't know the franchise. Right. He, you know, he wanted a traditional zombie film. They were filmed back to back in Romania. You know, the second, the, the fifth film doesn't really acknowledge the fourth film, considering it's a sequel and the same characters are in it, yet people who have died are back and there's no explanation to why and uh, the zombies were even there. Right. Um, I think it just a bit of a shit show, really, it was. I think a lot of people got involved and commercially got involved and it was done on the cheap. Yeah. I yeah. think, you know, I, I, we, we discussed them in the first book for the reason being that they are part of the franchise yeah. and also that you've got to respect the people who evolved behind the scenes because they were trying, they were desperately yeah. trying, you know, William Butler desperately tried to have a return of that film, a, a, a traditional sequel, which was obviously, which celebrated the original and this didn't happen. And yeah. this is when I worry when you hear about films being shot abroad and it's not about, it's not being negative about people shooting obviously on the cheap, mm. but you know, you, you hear about, you know, the new, the new Harry's film has been shot in Serbia. And it's like, there's a reason why it's been shot in Serbia. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you might a saving have... element to yeah, it. Yeah, but what yeah. you get then, again, it's not being disrespectful. You get most, you get a couple of main actors, and then most of your supporting cast then are will be suburb will be Serbian actors. That's not an issue because they're good actors, but they're then being dubbed or the dialogue's ropey because they're trying to do American accents. Yeah. Yeah. The is not as big as quick as ours and sometimes. And you, you feel that and I think you feel that feel that in Return of the Living Dead part four and five that a lot of the co-stars in it, apart from the main young people and Phil and, and Coyote who plays the, the doctor, are actually Romanian. Right. You yeah. feel that you feel that it sounds really weird. That culture difference in the film. Yeah. Doesn't really add to what we need for Return of the Living Dead. I'm, I'm digressing, but I just think they um it's a shame, really, and, and I worry about the future of Return Dead, to be honest. I really worry about it. I don't think it warrants a, a remake. I don't think we... Sh- I think a TV series would be good on it. Oh, bloody uh, Yeah. And I Ooh. think Beverly Randolph had an amazing idea many, many years ago, and I helped her with some scenes for a sequel. When Don was alive and Jimmy was alive, they were all up for it, and that never happened because of rights issues. Oh, that would have been true. good. It put all the original cast back as themselves, the actors. Uh, it was a very interesting story how they were doing it. Uh, I think that would have actually, and that was kind of ahead of its time, really. And you think, you know, you look at the new Halloween, that kind of stuff, and you look at yeah. some new coming out. What Beverly had done back, oh, it's got to be about eight, nine years ago, what right. she'd done then was actually quite ahead of its time, and I think it would have been a really interesting film. If it was done independently, it would have been a very interesting, fun film. Yeah, and just never got made because of rights. You know, the rights were all over the place for that franchise. Was it the the con idea going to the convention? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you're aware of Brilliant. it. So oh it's, yeah, it's basically all the cat. The you know, at the beginning of the film, the first film. Uh, yeah, it says it's based on a true story, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so basically, it is a true story that trucks actually happened in the '60s, and all the cast and crew go to a convention. Uh, you know, as you would, you know, as, as big conventions are big now, but yeah. the organizers of the convention are found in a trucks and tank or bought it from an auction, I think it is. And it's actually a real one, I don't think it's real, I think it's a prop. Oh. And some arsehole opens it up, and the zombie car man comes out, starts infecting people at the convention. Oh. And people dress as zombies, so you don't know who are zombies and who are actually and who are 
the actual undead and the, it comes down to the cast then to uh to basically because they've got knowledge of of the, the zombies and whatnot to basically try and save the day it's very 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 funny it would have been it wouldn't you know it would have been really nice to do that uh, again, sounds brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. It would have been a good reason to get yeah. people like back and and Dom back and you know all the gang and then, other than Mark uh, Ventori, everybody was everybody would have been alive then. I think. Yeah, they would yeah, have been, yeah. It would have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we lost a few over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, everybody would have been up for it. I know we were up for it. Uh, problem is now you're going to do a new, if you did a new film, wow. you might have some cameos. You know. If that that's still a thing, cameos and sometimes it sometimes it isn't. But you you've lost Jimmy, you've lost Don. Yeah, two of the Clue. four. You see, two yeah, of the four. who's ninety, late mid nineties? Clue. You yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. You just wouldn't get. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm very kind of torn between that remake and I, I spoke to the chap who owns the rights now about. We had a conversation about it, but I'm still very kind of yeah torn about it yeah i don't think i mean a re like you say i never thought of a show but that that seems like a brilliant idea you could do a show couldn't you it's a small six-part mini-series type yeah, thing yeah. limited series and you could really explore trucks as well you could, yeah. do, like, you could do multiple timelines you know a lot of shows doing that now where you could do stuff uh you know part of the story could be in the 60s about the first you know outbreak with the marijuana yeah. testing and then you go back to modern time now and then you could actually say I mean I myself and Christian wrote a story, a script, um Christian Sellers who wrote a Return of the Dead book with me. Yeah. We wrote our own script a few years ago. Many again many I'm losing track on years now. And ours was a direct sequel, but ours was basically um, you know, I think the concept of the story was is that the incident had happened obviously in Louisville. Yeah. But it was covered up, and it was basically down as a refinery accident. Yeah. And every year they celebrate, you know, they celebrate, they remember, obviously, you know, uh, what happened in Louisville, and obviously this big kind of like catastrophic event where people died. Yeah. And then we had a big memorial, you know, it's the 20th anniversary or some sort of 30th anniversary thing it was. But there's people who are conspiracy theorists who actually believe actually something was covered up, and they find out what was covered, obviously, and it's and obviously then they find the tanks which are still hidden. And yeah, mummies come back and whatnot, and that. And we had written cameos in that for like Don Don was going to be a security guard in it, and, and oh, I think, um, we were going to have you know in our idea as you do naively. Yeah, Tom Tom Matthews was going to be you know the kind of um, uh, sheriff of the town. Uh, oh yeah, we we're going to have like Jimmy Caron as like a colonel and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, so kind of. It was. We've all had ideas, of it, and a lot of. I mean, Don's. You know, you, you, I'm sure you're aware of Don's. Obviously, with the comic book. Yeah, of course. lots of had ideas for sequels. You know, and, and Jimmy Caron had an idea called Four of the Dead, which was about obviously you know a pocket, zombie pockets happening trucks and in you know when it, in in like in ice cold you know in the snow and whatnot and zombies you know people trapped in a building. Everyone, right. everybody had an idea for a for a sequel. Um, and we got what we got basically, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, all those ideas sound great, so many different ideas and different, you know, different takes and different ways of doing it. Oh, they would have been, they would have been beautiful. It's one of them what if type things, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, again, but I'd like to, you know, we did the return of the uh, graphic novel. I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> yeah, that, and you know, we did say, you know, again, 
we did that even the two years ago. We did that during the first, if it was released during the first COVID. But um, right. it was um, the rights was complicated, but we got away with it because they were complicated. They're a bit more complicated now. Because yeah. I would have like done that kind of like what if I would have liked to have done our, our um, uh, story into a graphic novel. I would have liked oh, to have yeah. done. Yeah, Beverly's story into a graphic novel. You know what I mean, and and oh, have like a, a series of what ifs. You know, and that could happen still. You know, regards to the people who own the franchise at the moment. Yeah, it could still happen. You know, but it's time for me now. Time's really. You mentioned obviously in the opening. Uh, time is a big thing for me. Regards to what I can, what I can actually commit. You know, to yeah, doing, of course, doing stuff and um. I would like to revisit something I'm returning with Dead. You know, it was great doing the graphic novel. Yeah. Um, well, now we're talking about sequels, of course. Uh, yeah. But it won't be for a while now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. The, um... Yeah, so the, uh, the graphic novel, that is so... I don't know if you're aware, so sought after. I know you did... Was it 350 copies, was it? I think time? so, yeah. We, we did that for a couple of reasons. Really. One, we didn't want to make money off it. It wasn't It wasn't about making money. It was about getting Don's work out. And I, I've known Don. Yeah. A very, well, I knew Don a very long... You know, 10 years. Yeah. Very, very, very... very new, very close. He was, he was like family to us here. And he genuinely was. You know, he stayed... When I lived at home, he stayed with my parents, you know, and amazing. I stayed at his house in the States. Yeah. He stayed with me, my own place here. You know, and we had weekly conversations, you know, and I want and he always wanted to do something with the graphic novel. And I yeah. was, he passed away. Uh so when we did it, it was never about making money. We we broke even on it really. It was about celebrating Don's work. Yeah. And also again with the rights and whatnot and all the shit with that. Doing a very limited run where there's no major profit really from a business point of view, you know, we you can le- we're legally covered to a degree because we're not making profit on something, you yeah. know, we're celebrating the, the work and the franchise more than anything. Uh, yeah. and obviously, you know, we, we know Dan O'Bannon's wife, Diane, you know, and some of the yeah. characters actually are Dan's characters, yeah. so um, and we know the cast and crew, so we can use lightness to a degree. I mean, some of the characters obviously are more caricatures of these people, yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's sort of after it is, and one day we probably will really release it. One day, um, yeah, I, I was happy with, with the feedback on it. You know, we've had extremely very positive feedback, and I think we got, I think the feedback we had on it was because of uh, it was Don more than anything, it was his story. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. if you're a fan of a franchise, a fan of the first film. You ain't gonna read this Don Kaifer, really. You're not. Um, no. Yeah, we had a few kind of comments about the artwork because we, Don wanted it very comicy, cartoony. Don Don did. Yeah. With original designs where it was very much like you know photorealist. You know, it was like you know very you know it looked like Don spot on. It looked like Tina. It looked yeah. like Brand. yeah. Don didn't want that. And before he died, we had conversations about that. He wanted it to be very. Cartoon, and we found Jason Miller, who's amazing, oh, genius, genius. Uh, and I really love his work. And again, yeah. I said I'm the fan of the film. I love the film. If I like it, it's for you know. If other people don't like it, fair play. But I'm the I'm the target audience, really. Yeah, and we only had a couple of, of comments, really. I think we had a couple of silly people who said, you know, the artwork was too cartoony and too too childlike. But yeah, that's what the big man he want. That's what the big man wanted himself. So. Well, I'm not going to disagree with Don. Do you know what I mean? No, exactly, exactly. It's so, such a shame. Yeah, yeah. I think it works. I think it does. It works for the comic because it is. Return of the Dead is comic. It's a, it's a, it's a living comic and breathing comic. Return of the Dead is, you know, exactly. The yeah. Film. 
Yeah. So I think it works, but I'm very proud of it, very, very proud. And I think, you know, everyone did a good job on it. Um, it was received extremely well. I think it came out nice as a, as a batch of product, as a print. Um, it just tells Don's story, really, what, which was, you know, hidden away. Wow, for 30 years, yeah. It's, it's, a great, it's, it's a great book, to be fair. And um, Jason Miller is going to be a guest on the show because he's obviously a massive return of dead yeah, fan so he's, he's such a good guy he genuinely yeah yeah he's he's coming on at some point but just the fact that you were able to do that for don you know yeah yeah and, and uh, you know i mean we'll get into uh, you know if, if we don't get it on this episode we'll get into you know how you became really good friends and stuff like that you know at some point but just the fact that you know it's it's his story and it is yeah, yeah i mean works. you and you and you read the story it's very Ernie focused because he's yeah. not in it, you know, and and you know, again, you know, the reason why Bert, and it's not a spoiler, isn't really in it a lot until the very end is because at the time you've got to remember when Don wrote that script in 85, yeah, Clue Gulliger was sacked from Eternal Living Dead, you know, he got sacked on the last few days of shooting. Did um, he really? I yeah, yeah, know that. very contentious, right? Uh, and it's, it was mixed stories about it, yeah. Uh, Clue's very kind of grey on the area, but if you, you mm. talk to the right people, the the heated um, rows with him and Dan. Well, yeah, because Dan sacked him. No, wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Well, how legal that sacking was, but he he fired him, mm. and you know there was no love lost between Dan and Clue. Yeah. So why would Clue come back for a sequel? You know why would yeah, he? Of I didn't write him in the sequel. Years after Dan and Clue reconciled, yeah, you know, because yeah. they actually created gold. And I've all said that, you know, um, the drama on that set and the clash of personalities on that set for all that pain and stress and suffering. And Dan, and Dan was ill, you know, Dan O'Bannon was, was an ill man, you know, yeah, Crohn's yeah, disease was, was eating away at him, yeah, stress. It was his first film and whatnot, directable anyway. All that stress created gold, actually, it did. And I think people, I think what I, you know, again, jumping back and forwards, but what I love about the franchise, the franchise, the film, yeah, is that the cast and crew love it, and yeah, they they made it their mission to promote that film, yeah, and and and, and engage with the fans. And I always remember Don saying to me, uh. That he felt because he was retired from acting, he did little bits and pieces over the years. But he said he felt his job was now promoting Return of the Living Dead to the fans, and he, and he right. felt that in fact that was his mission really. That and when you went to a convention with Don, yeah, he would, he's a bit like Robert England. He would talk to you for hours, you know, hours exaggeration, but you'd get yeah. ten minutes out of him when you sign autograph and right. You wouldn't just have it. You wouldn't sign it. You'd go. He'd make the effort and talk to you. And he wanted to know about why you loved the film. He wanted to see your tattoos. He wanted to see your artwork. Yeah. Um, and he loved, you know, he loved being known for that film. And and that's like the rest of the crew. They all have really kind of like, you know, no one really. And there's a few people I've had runnings over years, which we won't go to detail on mm-hmm. um, in the cast and crew. But, um, but you know, 99% of those people, actually care about the fans and and you know and embrace the fans and give them time you know you know yeah. you see, you see uh tina on facebook you tina fucking gary beverly on, <laughs> on facebook is it actually her because i see a, a it a, is yeah it is because oh, there's obviously I, I follow them uh like like group fan group on, she on comments regularly, yeah yeah 
Yeah, I didn't know. I, she was always thinking, is that really her? Is it oh, that's 100% it's Beverly. Oh, amazing. Well, there you go. Amazing. And she, I mean, she did the show. No, you know, she, she loves oh, the film, you know. And Tom Matthews, you know, who plays Freddie, down yeah. to a genuine guy, you know, nice, genuine person. He, I, I bet the franchise is Mikey Perez, really, because Mikey Perez, who produced More Brains, was the guy yeah. who really brought them all back together for the convention circuits. Right, I see. You know, yeah, he he doesn't get a lot of credit, really, for that, you know, because he he basically represented everybody from the film at one stage. Right. And it was him what started all the reunions, Mikey. And I've worked mm-hmm. with Mikey in other projects, worked with him quite a lot. But yeah. Again, you know, people talk about me and Christian and obviously work I've done on the franchise. Yeah. The convention circuit's all down to Mikey, you know, and there'd be no documentary. It wasn't for Mikey as well. Um, so there's lots of people who love the film and, and, and have been, have made it their mission to celebrate it. And that's really nice. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not, neither, it's not, not around the street. It's not Halloween. Mm. It, this film needs the cast desperately to be, you know, accessible and needs the cast to be there and support him. We're losing them. You know, we lost Dan, we lost Jimmy, yeah. we lost uh, Don, you know, we're losing people, unfortunately. It's, 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 it's horrible to think really, you know, like Clue, like says in his nineties, I think he's 92, I think possibly, you know, and you just think, Oh God, you know, it's, it's, it's a horrible thought, but you know, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like say two of that main four, yeah, gone. and it's 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 a bit heartbreaking to be honest. You know, for being such a fan of the of the film and and stuff like that. So that's, yeah, I'm I'm not sure if it was on air when I was saying it. That's you know, I said it's hard for me to watch the film. Yeah, that was before we were on air. Yeah, and Don's one of the reasons why it's hard for me to watch the film. To be honest, he's because he's a friend, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he was he was yeah, he's more of a friend really. It's like it's difficult to watch him. Yeah. Um, on that now, when I know him so well, you know what I mean. And, and yeah, I mean, I got. I'm sitting in my my office now. There's a picture of Don on my wall. You know, I've got yeah. multiple photographs of Don around the house. You know, mm-hmm. what he gave me. Uh, yeah, I've got a beautiful picture on in the hall, and it's like a from the 1970s, and it's like a an image of about 20 different images on there, black and white, in like a series. Yeah, Don uh, rolling a spliff. Amazing. Yeah, in, in the kitchen, in a seed little kitchen in New York, he's rolling a spliff. You know, he's very much part of his house. You know, now, yeah, because yeah. Of, uh, uh, obviously our, our relationship with him. So you know, I said, you know, there's a picture in here, there's a picture in the hall, there's a picture in the office, in the in, in the in the bedroom. Yeah, there's a picture on in you know, there's a there's a post in the, in the bathroom. I think we're one of his old plays from the 1960s. Maybe. So it's difficult for me to watch because of that, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things, you know. It is, um, it is a shame. Um, I mean, obviously, I've I've loved the film for a long time, but not in the last, say, since I started doing my YouTube show, I've got uh, that rekindling with horror from back yeah. in the day and stuff. And, and that made me go, oh, God, I remember Return of the Dead. Oh, actually, yeah. let's put it back on. Oh, my God, I've forgotten how good this was. And that's where it snowballed for me to have a, well, I think an Instagram. It's great. You well, know. it's great you're doing this. I think it is, you know, and it's great. I've seen, I've seen, I've followed your Instagram for a while. And yeah, that someone's doing this. Um, yeah. Somebody who's a fan and doing it because I love the film. There's no intention to... You know, hopefully something comes of this for you. You know, and you know, be no. lots of followers. But but it, it's not about profit. It's not about no. And I think 
I've got to be careful how I say it. I think sometimes you see return of dead stuff at the moment and mm. it's a bit satirized, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I I, I get you. I do get a lot you. of it suddenly out now, return of dead stuff, and it, it and it's a strange kind of thing because it wasn't out back then. It wasn't out, no. and what you got was brilliant, and mm-hmm. it was very unique. You got time and action figure, you know, fucking brilliant yeah. came out, t-shirts, very far and few between. When you got one, it was a great one. You just yeah. see a lot of stuff now, a hell of a lot of stuff. Yeah, I get why. I get why. You know, there's lots of these big film uh, t-shirt companies who want to, you know, license it, and it's great for the people who own the rights. I think it's brilliant that they're doing it. And I said, to them, I've had conversations with them privately where I've said brilliant what you're doing you know for the franchise yeah maybe just put a gear in a little bit i think and just you know let's get something out there which is a little bit more um important do you know what i mean yeah no i get yeah. you i do i do i i see that you know i see some some products and you know sometimes you think to yourself do you need, do we need those you know yeah and it's it's catch me too because at the same time you're promoting the franchise, and the same yeah. time you're promoting the brand, and the same time yeah. you're you're getting the name out there. But at the other end of it is, do we need that? And you know, is it is it oversaturizing it? Is it making uh, I can't word? Is it making the uh, legacy a little bit less um, special? Yeah, I I know. I always found yeah. the before you know. I found the franchise was very special because you, when you found someone that loved that film, it was connecting with someone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah, it wasn't Romero again. It wasn't that. It was the special little horror zombie film, and it was. Oh, I watched that. I loved that scene. Oh, isn't this brilliant? And it, it, it's it's like lots of stuff, isn't it? It's like you know. I remember I've always been a fan of Star Wars since a kid, and I yeah. remember being a Star Wars fan in, in primary school. And you were a geek if you like Star Wars, you know. And I was in the action figure yeah. collection of Star Wars, and then as soon as you know, ninety nine, uh, you know, nineteen ninety nine, whatever it was, yeah, I know Phantom Menace. Hey, the world and his wife are Star Wars fans again, and you know, and you're going down Asda aisles, and you got. I remember going one aisle in Asda when I was, you know, I would have been what. 16 at the time, something like that. And yeah. With fucking, with like cornflakes and chocolate bars of Star Wars and the brand was everywhere. And I was thinking, yeah, that's mine. And yeah. that's everywhere. You know what I mean? And it came, and it's great because obviously Star Wars has, has flourished, but you kind of, yeah, when it's something you, you love and mm. it's special to you and, and it's important to you and a select group of people like it as well, when it becomes everywhere, you, you it's kind of like you, it's really it's real strange for you because at the same time you're happy. And like I said about Netflix thing with Return of the Dead, but there's other time you're thinking, that's mine, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, I get you. That's yeah. mine, my mates, you know. And I, I, you know, I knew people in, I was talking to people in America and talking to people in France and Germany who were fans of, the, of Return of the Dead back in MySpace days. And it was oh, great right. talking to those people because, you know, oh, you love it too. And you, you know, you know so and so, you've done that. And yeah. Now you just, you know, I can go. I can buy 200 t-shirts for Return of the Dead. For yeah, one true. You know, it's I can literally have a shirt for every day of the week. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's I... strange. It's, and again, I think I'm close, close to it. I, I, I imagine for other people, they love it and, it and it's brilliant that they can have 200 t-shirts and they can have yeah. you know, like posters and, and God knows what. It's brilliant, you know. That's it, yeah. yeah. I, um, also, when it comes to Star Wars, we could Talk for about five hours. Yeah, me too. <laughs> when it comes to yeah, 
but we won't I, get into that here. But yeah, no, no, that's um, not. That's not. Oh yeah, I'm missing yeah. Boba Fett for you. You know what I mean? So. Oh, oh, bless you. I've not watched it yet either because I have yeah. to watch it with the missus. We have to watch it together. You know, no, so I watch it tomorrow evening. Then. Oh, right. Cheers, mate. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, what was I going to say now? Oh. Sorry, I, I do I do go off on tangents, but, you know, hopefully it makes sense. No, it's sense. good. It's good because what it is, you're reminding me stuff to, to, to ask you, you know. You know um... There you go. Split, split dogs again. There you go. Split dogs. Um... What I was going to say, Rom, I didn't really mention about how I first got into Return of the Living Dead. Which was, oh, yes, that was it, yeah. Uh, I, I digress and went to something else, but from, it was really weird. My, my granddad used to... He was naughty man because he used to rent videos from the video store and then he yeah. used to copy them. And what he'd do then is he would copy them, then he'd take a review out of the newspaper for the film, yeah, cut it out and stick it into a, into a video case. So he had <laughs> loads of videos. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, and the case was actually a review, a little snippet right. of the newspaper. Right, and right. He borrowed a group, a bunch of films from my dad. And this must have been my granddad died in 91. So right. this must have been about. I mean, I'm. I was born in '82. I reckon it must have been about '88, maybe. I was about six, maybe. I yeah. remember in Warren Dad films, and and I remember I put on Return of the Living Dead, or was allowed to watch it with Dad. Yeah. And for some right reason, the first five ten minutes of the film wasn't on there. It started. Um, if I, if I remember, maybe just as Bert was leaving. Be you need a medical supply, so he didn't lose. It wasn't a lot. No, it wasn't. was a few minutes. Yeah, and um, I just got hooked on the film. I just absolutely adored it, and you know, and I watched that film literally over and over and over again. And me and my friends, I used to live on a council estate in Birmingham, and these mm. fire blocks where we lived, uh, and we used to play Return of the Living Dead as kids. You know, and the game we used to play was that one person would be a zombie. And you'd have to then, it's like tig and tag, basically. So you'd hide in this big tower block, and then the zombie has to come and find you. That's amazing. Oh, that's so good. I never we used did that kid. Well, we used to irritate the, the residents of this tower block because we'd, we'd be shouting brains and God knows what. Oh, no I was way. always Ernie. I always loved the character of Ernie. I don't know why, being a kid. And I always played Ernie. And yeah. My friend was Bert, and so and so we had the punks and whatnot. It was a group, big group of us. And, um, you know, it was so bad. Then it was huge for me, the film. Yeah, yeah, and then I remember going to WH Smith's with my mum, mm-hmm. and they had Return of Living Dead on video, and it was a double box set of Return of Living Dead and Night of the Living Dead, right, uh, right. remake the remake the nineteen ninety version. Oh right, yeah, the yeah, yeah. It was a double set, and it was um, widescreen, and. My mum, being a crafty bugger as she was, told me mm-hmm. I couldn't, we couldn't play widescreen on our TV. Oh, it's, no way. It's rubbish because you can. She <laughs> didn't want to pay for the, the video. And I'm being gutted. I couldn't have it. Yeah. And then it came out on... And then she eventually gave in. She came and then got it me in the end. And she got, I found out she was lying. And then got it me, I think, for Christmas and that. And I remember watching that over and over again. And then the, the DVD came out. The yeah. DVD came out in about, I'd say, probably about 2000... 2002, I think, was it? 2001, maybe, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one, not the, the cast commentary, the first one was ever released on, on DVD. And, and, you know, I mean, I was probably, what, then 20, probably about 19, 20. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, since then, it came out with the cast and crew commentary. I mean, that stupid commentary fucking irritated the hell out of me, which was... Um, 
we had zombies interrupting the cast and crew. Do you ever listen to that commentary? No, I haven't. You know, I, yeah, it was terrible. It's like I mean, even the cast and crew. I mean, I spoke to them subsequently, going, they had no idea what was going to happen. They're sitting there talking about the film. Suddenly, these two guys walk in, pretending they're zombies, interrupting them. No. It's like, what genius thought that was a good idea. I remember, <laughs> I remember being really pissed off. I was listening to that commentary, going, "What, what the hell is going on?" Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, you know, and then you know, that's how I first got into it and into Return of the Dead. And obviously, then it snowballed with Don and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don Beverly. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that because it was like, you know, it was an important find for me as a kid that film. And yeah, the, the it, it changed my life massively because, uh, what I do now with the books and mm-hmm. you know, the our own series and the documentaries. Genuinely, all stems from Don. No, there's no question about yeah. that. It all comes from him and meeting him. And yeah. I don't think we would have done what I, I've done and my 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 business partners have done without Don coming over here the first time. Uh, brilliant. I just think I think he's been a very important part of my life. And yeah, actually, that film has been an important part of my life because I would not have been met Don without if it wasn't for Living Dead. You know, so it's. Yeah. Um, very, very special to me with the film, the, the franchise is uh, extremely because of that reason. You know, I think I do think it, it has led to what's happening today and what's you know over the years. Yeah, that's definitely oh, it's it. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That is to be fair, but he's yeah. you know, he's he's catapulted you to where you are now. That's that's beautiful. That. That's nice. He's an extremely encouraging person, to be honest. It was really nice. yeah. He really cared about. Sorry, one second. He reached out um, the fans, I said, and he kind of, for some reason, attached to me and my best friend Adam, yeah. my partner, he kind of attached to us. It was really strange, you know, straight away we kind of engaged with him. And, you know, he was just like a kind of far figure, it's not the word, um, like an uncle, you know, like yeah. a yeah. It was weird. And it was um, weird. It, was, it wasn't weird. It was weird how we connected really fast. Yeah. You know, we yeah. were. I mean, I was a some you know some fan, and, you know, obsessed with the film, and, and and loved him as a character actor. He could have thought it was all right, not a really he could have. Yeah, he didn't yeah. embrace us, and he was just encouraging, you know, encouraging of the work and encouraging. You know, I always remember when I he came over to the UK for the first time. I did some pictures for him, which were for his convention to sign. Yeah, and I remember sitting down and me going, I can't believe how good these are, you know. I mean, they were screen grabs basically from the film, but obviously, you know, yeah. even 10, 15 years ago, getting screen grabs was, you know, wasn't as easy as now. And he yeah, said, yeah. but he was going, you know, you've really captured, you know, the, the scene here. You've, you know, you've got a good eye for editing, you know, you should look into editing because, you know, you, you, these are really good. You know, you've caught that moment. Uh, it sounds daft and that's not been, you know, kind of big myself up, but that mm-hmm. didn't make a difference to me then because I, I got interested in editing then because, and I thought, you know, maybe I've got an eye for stuff, you know. And and again, it was that encouragement he gave me based on a couple of photographs. You know, strange. That's, that's brilliant. I mean, if, if Don Calfer's going to give you, you know, uh, going to praise you for, you know, for your editing skills. Yeah, and, yeah. And says, go for it. Yeah. Well, totally. Why not? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So it said, you know, it's kind of that. That's, again, a long and short story. But that was, you know, how I first got into Return of the Living Dead. And, yeah. And how it kind of and snowballed for me, really. Right. Um, yeah, but I'm that, that little story. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. It's a great little story. That's for sure. It's good. It's nice. I mean, it, it, I never got to meet uh, Don, unfortunately. Never, never got the opportunity. But I did listen to you on Dana Buckler's show. 
Oh, Dana, you're a good guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've um, I've been listening to his show for for a long time. So when you turned up on there, it was like, yes, he's going to talk Return Living Dead, you yeah. know, you know, um, which he did for a bit. But of course, he he talked about other things. So I I've known some bits that you spoke about on there, but it's nice to go into a bit more in depth here, you know. So yeah, it's oh, it's just it's just it's just magical. I just I get I don't know, like like you said, you know it. it I've got the Instagram page and I love posting on there, but I, I just want to talk about it more. That's why yeah. I started this podcast. So I could talk to people like you. Um, I have spoke to Tom. He, we, he will come on at some point. We haven't organized it as and when Jason Miller, um, even the singer of no redeeming social value. He's a massive fan of. Oh, really? Um, yeah. 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 Cause if I, he, I've got a few of their albums, cause that's my style of music. Like, like hardcore punk stuff like that and metal, but you get their albums and they've got quotes from the films. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. yeah. Well, that's how I knew, you know, that he because every time I got an album, I was like, it's another quote from Return of the Dead, another quote. So <laughs> then I, I messaged him and uh, I said, Would you come on the show? And he's like, Yeah, 100%. I love that. Oh, film. I'm very interested to listen to that one. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll be good. So, uh, yeah, their latest album, they've got that the quote is um, Colonel Glover. When he arrives home, you know, what's for dinner? Your favourite lamb shops. You know that that scene. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, Add him for lunch. Yeah, that's it. Oh, just, I, there you go. That, that scene there. Um, go skip back a few bits. It's when he comes in. Hello, dear. How was your day? Usual crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's. I love it. Love it. They are great little. They are. I said I. I love the bit when about the pot roast when he phones his wife. Oh yeah, a nice little yeah. moment, you know. It's just yeah. so that he's obviously what shit he's going, he's going to go for. His wife's waiting for him at home. I know, yeah. Keep yeah. the pot roast, boy, yeah. Keep the pot just, roast hot, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Keep the pot roast hot, yeah. Yeah, kiss, kiss. And the fact that yeah, they're going genius. to genius, yeah. And the fact they're going to you know Fourth of July weekend barbecue, seat at the barbecue, you know that the mates yeah, have to yeah. work. Ah, it's just um, it's gold. It really yeah, is. Gold. Gold. It really is. I do post a lot on my Instagram about um, Frank and Freddy because I think their dialogue together. Yeah, is... they're great characters. Oh, it's, it's great. It's great. Um, they're close friends as well, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. You mean, uh, share the same birthday and yeah. they're both um, very close, them two. And you see that. You can see the chemistry there. You can see it, yeah, totally. Even when in the sequel, you know, it's that oh, yeah. again. It's fair, yeah. Um, I went to for... Oh, well, I, I didn't... Man- <laughs> For Love of Horror, he was, of course, he was there, wasn't he? I, yeah, yeah. I went Saturday. I think you were there Sunday, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I was doing a thing on Pennywise, yeah. That was it, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to see you then, but maybe for the next one. But I did meet Tom. Um, oh, yeah, I saw your pictures, yeah, yeah. On Saturday, and that was, you know, like, you know, like you became friends with Don and, you know, you know, you know, Beverly, you know, a lot of the cast and stuff like that. You've met Tom and stuff like that. Tom was the first um, actor from this franchise this film should we say that i've i've met so it was pretty much a big deal yeah, yeah i bet it was it was lovely like you say yes, absolute yeah. nice guy i talked his ear off for eight minutes straight really pe- people behind me were like seething but i was like i don't care no <laughs> no yeah. Yeah. what i like about tom is i know he's done obviously you know friday the 13th but he yeah. left the industry to go you know be a very successful construction company yeah very successful so he's come back into it now yeah 
for the fans, you know, and f- for the conventions and whatnot. And he just he just likes the fans. He likes talking. Yeah. He likes traveling. Actually, Tom does. He he likes traveling around. So it's a massive yeah. bonus. If you can get you know, come to Europe and whatnot. But he's a nice, genuinely kind-hearted person. Yeah. Um, and he, I, I've always got on Vim. I, you know, I went from here with him in the, in the states, and I obviously when we when he was over, I went over and I chat with him. I speak to him yeah. now, now and again. Uh, all of my, well, maybe not one, but anyway, <laughs> majority of my are, are, are very nice people who, yeah, very caring and you know, and have been good to me, genuinely been good to me, and yeah, uh, they've appreciated the work we've done over the years that you know, we've helped promote the film and we've helped promote them, and yeah, you know, I think they've pre- I think they have appreciated that. I think they genuinely have. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, I when I did when I was uh, speaking to Tom, obviously he had these eight by tens, and you can have signed. I brought I brought records to sign because like records soundtracks are my thing. Yeah. So he signed my, I got to sign my Return Living Dead cover and the Friday Thirteenth Part Six LP that I had. So he's done that, and he actually said, he goes, "Have you seen this?" And he pointed to Never Hike Alone, and I, and I said to him, "Like, didn't know you were in it." Watched it on YouTube, watched it on the telly, and then the scene opened, the door opened, and you appeared. I said, I'm like, and he spat my coffee across the room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh my God, oh my God, he's in it. Tommy Jarvis is in it. I couldn't, couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. But um, he's good. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He was really nice to meet him. And like you say, he's, he said he will come on the show. We haven't organized when, but he will. Um, yeah. He will. Yeah. He said he would. So that's good. That's good. Um, soundtrack. If you will yep. talk, if you got got more, if you you're all right for time, you're yes, right fine, time? yeah, yeah, fine. Oh, good, good. Um, soundtrack. Obviously, we we talk about it, talked about it briefly, but um, I love the soundtrack. I I collect, try and collect every single vinyl variant of it, and there are a lot. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Real Gone Music released, I think, seventeen different color variants, and some of them are just absolutely hard to find. But I'm trying to get them all. I'm, I'm trying my best, but. Uh, yeah, the soundtrack as well. That's another another thing that comes with this film. That's it's just you, yeah, it's very unique, isn't it, for the film? Yeah, you think about, yeah it is. You think about Romero and Day of the Dead and Dawn, and then you get this film with very very British feel to it as well. You know, yeah, of course, there's American music in it as well. But you know, with the punk scene here in the yeah. early eighties and the mid eighties was huge here, more so in America. Yeah. And, and obviously huge in Europe. So it kind of that's why I think it tapped into the British, you know, yeah jump uh, community as well as obviously the European, especially Germany, because of the soundtrack. I mean, I I you know I, I like music, you know, I'm not a particular uh, you know, I couldn't quote artist to yeah i couldn't quote yeah yeah i just like music and, and it doesn't matter what it is i listen to you know i listen to it but i've of course had the soundtrack of return of living dead and i had the yeah. cd of it in my car you know yeah. i'm the cd um in, in hard to find days. hard to find cd that now you know really hard to find yeah I, I go mine broke i think it, um yeah i'm having to have it and it broke for some reason but anyway but yeah. then you know, the, the music come back and and you know, it's so important the music is that film but when you listen to the soundtrack you you, you get it back into the film and you, don't, you know you can be yeah. in the car or wherever listen to it and you straight remember that scene and you know burn the flames and it's just it's just amazing yeah. amazing kind of again dan you know choosing mm. the music and having that flexibility to do it and and the confidence from tom to do it yeah 
Tom Fox. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's a, it's a massive, important part of the film. The fact that, yeah. Because he adds to it as well. I've seen talking about, you know, why it's so unique, the film. It's unique because of the comedy, dark horror. It's unique because of the, the revolutionising zombies. unique because of the, the amazing writing. Yeah. unique because of the actors and particularly focused on the older actors. But then the music is so unique. Yeah. You know, we can talk about the effects in a minute and the, you know, and the issues there and the positives there. But right, yeah. the actual music is a massive selling point for people, why people love the film. That's it, yeah. I mean, like say the punk um, sensibilities of it. I mean, the front cover, the two skeleton punks, you know, over the grave, you know, it pulled in that punk and like hardcore metal audience. I think that's yeah, why yeah. like people like Dean from No Redeemer Social Value probably like it because as a kid, oh, it's got all this heavy music on it, you know. Um, it's a bit like Demon Knight. If you if you watch Demon Knight, yeah, the soundtrack yeah. is Pantera. It's you know it's it's Biohazard. It's Machine Head. You know it's perfect. You know if you're a metalhead, it's like horror and metal together, perfect. You know, so no, yeah. it's, um, it's it's really weird because in the book we didn't we didn't cover the soundtrack too much in the book. We obviously we focus a lot on the yeah. making of and whatnot, and we we covered a little bit mm. probably a bit more introduction. I think we did a little bit more, but people commented quite a lot actually on that and people wanted about the certain themes you know and and, and yeah you know i i I knew it was important but i think when we did the book i realized how important it was to people when the music was because a lot of people were asking us questions about the music more than anything else and it's like you know i looked for a lot of other reasons but i think i then appreciated more why music was so important and when you see you know you mentioned about you know the last uh, chapter of the book of the first book is about people's reconciliations of it and that's yeah and a lot of people mention music there you know most people will say the music really hit me and the music was great and it's memorable and you know it got me into the scene and whatnot uh so yeah i think it's it's so so important to the film and when you watch number two it's, it's gone you know and yeah it's not quite the same is it? Yeah, yeah and the third one's gone you know yeah. and then you watch the fourth one there's a punk zombie in it for no reason you know, yeah, yeah. A in, in Romania. What, what's going on there? What's going what? on? I mean, no reason. yeah, it's it's that's crazy. Where that whole four and five is just oh, it's it, it makes your head spin, doesn't it? Really, it was, yeah. And you know, and you think about the issues that they had. You know, we look at Bill, Bill Stout, the amazing yeah. Bill Stout. He was suing them because they were they used his design of the time without his permission. He owns the design of the time man. Oh right, yeah. does he own that? Yeah, right. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of course he does. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of um, I was thinking of uh, what's the ones? <laughs> no, uh, I was thinking of the producer. Oh, oh yeah, don't know no, no, he, he uh, yeah, it's a t- uh, Bill Stout, William Stout. He owns yeah. the time man. He owns Unida Medical Supply logo. Oh, does and he, he owns the um, return of the logo itself. Oh, right. I didn't yeah, realize yeah. that. Oh, you're just giving me all this knowledge of stuff I never knew. Yeah, you never use them, be careful. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I'll check out the, uh, the Instagram, you know. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah. He'll play a bit, Bill. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he's very, he's very, um, obviously precious over it because obviously it's his, you know, and he's one yeah, of people. Of yeah, but he's really supportive. He let me use it, you know. And I said I was lucky with Antoli, you know, the producer on number four and five. You know, yeah. I approached him about doing the book. Because you yeah. do it, but courtesy, and he was—he gave me his blessing to the book to mention four and five. I know when Beverly did the scripts and the concept for a return to the Living Dead, which is her sequel. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't engage with Antoli, and he went mental. There was a lot of 
behind the scene politics there, and there was a lot of war going on between right. the cast and him. Uh, and I had to intervene, I had to help on it because obviously I knew both of them. Yeah, but it, you, just, you know, but you, you've got to be respectful, you know, and, and whatnot of people and their work, and you know, and it's important to them their work is. Yeah, but you know, what you're doing is promoting and celebrating, you know, and that's most that's what I think people appreciate in the cast and crew, and that it and I think the fans appreciate it that it's celebrating the franchise, not exploiting the franchise. That's the yeah. most important thing. That's it. No, that's it. I mean, uh, the um, sorry, just not the mic. Um, it's like it, well, on my Instagram. What I'll try and do is I'll put a post about Tarman and the punks and stuff. But I try and do a cast and crew spotlight. I'll try, you know. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't got round to everyone, but I'm trying my best to get. You know, half the time it's finding still shots of them. And to be honest, I will use a lot from the documentary, which I will always, as you've seen, I will say this is a still yeah. shot from the documentary. You know. If anything, I'm po- if anything I post, I if it's um, I mean I posted somebody did some custom vans the other day. Always tag the person in it because it, it yeah. helps them, you know. Of course, promotes their work, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I like the the behind the scenes stuff, and and you're probably the man to to know more about it. I mean, you're already giving me insight to stuff that's yeah. blowing my mind. I didn't realize some some things. So yeah, um, yeah. So special effects on the movie. So what <laughs> what what. Stuff, can you tell me about that? Oh, I bet you got some juicy bits. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's really weird because when we did, we did the book, um, yeah, we reached out to Bill Munns, who's the original makeup artist. And the people who mm-hmm. watch the documentary would know Bill Munns, and Bill yeah, Munns designed the, the original uh, yellow cadaver. No, oh, I've seen the yeah. pictures, and yes, you've seen, yes. you seen those, and he also designed the original zombies, uh, yeah, party time zombie as well. Uh, one thing he doesn't get credit for is a tar man. He did do the, the, the man, you know, the and Mount Mount Vinyl, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. based on obviously Bill Munns, and obviously it was amended by obviously Kenny Myers, but he yeah. did that and he did a good job on that. So we approached Bill to do the, the book, and Bill uh, had said no straight at first uh, because yeah. he'd been destroyed really by people yeah. over the years, and particularly Brian Peck. You know, Brian Peck. Um, Obviously, he's the actor who plays Scuzz, and Brian yeah. in all the original three films Brian was in. He was in one, two, and three. That's right. Yeah, and he uh, he was obviously you know he was very much into makeup, and obviously his friend was Tony Gardner, and he got him on board. So he was very anti um, uh, Bill Munns. Uh, yeah, you know, there's there's justification there. There is. So yeah. I said to Bill, listen, Bill, it's not about slagging people off. It's not about exposés. It's your opportunity to give your side of the story. Yeah, that you probably fans, never had. Right? Yeah. He'd never done it, and he did it. And, you know, he gave justifications. You know, again, it was the budget. It was the constant changing of um, of Dan O'Bannon, and Dan O'Bannon's obviously issues at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still think Bill could have done a better job. I think Bill was better than what he did, really. Yeah. It was a little bit lazy. I mean, the, the yellow cadaver, I'm sorry, yeah. it's not good. <laughs> I know. I know. Whatever, <laughs> whatever Bill says about you know it was the way it was going to be shot. It just the guy in a in a bin liner painted yellow basically with massive shoulders, yeah. uh, big eye holes. Yeah, with our, yeah, and I think yeah. Yeah, you see that. There's one scene you freeze frame Return of the Dead and you see that that's still in the shot. Oh, is it really? Well, there, yeah. I mean, I definitely know. Yeah, you freeze oh frame when he comes out. Um, God. And then when he's walk, when he's banging on the uh, he's his head chopped off and he's walking around banging on the uh, the, the shelving. 
Yeah, that's it. You see a shot of him where it's that big, massive, funny head. Oh and my God, I got to see uh, it. Yeah, it's on there. Oh. Uh, but you know, again, you, you know, the, you, Bill talks about you know, the designs of the masks and that the background masks were supposed to be only, and then Dan zoomed yeah. in on them and the color of them, the changing of the mummification, that kind of stuff. I get all that, but then you go then is to work Tony Gardner. It was what yeah. 17, 18 at the time, in fact. That's right. And you look at the half corpse. And oh, genius. It's just an amazing piece of work. It stands out to this day. It was redone in Walking Dead last season. Right. Um, but even though it was redone, and you can tell it's her, it doesn't look as good as Tony's. Yeah, it's yeah. strange. You know, you think about, you know, the money they've got, and obviously done in silicon now. It still didn't look as good as Tony's. Tony's latex. Well, it's just, I think mean, because it's latex and it's cheap and it's yeah. It, it, I'm not saying his workshop and latex is cheap and it looks fragile like latex does. Silicon, yeah. does, silicon looks very human like, doesn't it? Silicon. Yeah. And I think you look at her. She's be- you know she's a beautiful piece of work really. And you look at the split dogs and you look at oh, the Tarman, you know, and you yeah. look at. I mean, the part-time course has got its issues, of course, when it comes out with the these little wires and whatnot. But it's still fun. Okay. I, I love the effects. I think you know the you know the arm grabbing Ernie's leg. You know, yeah, the, yeah. The makeup effects on the on the guys when they're changing. You know, with the orange tongues and the Brilliant. you know the scabs under their noses. You know, and yeah. the patches. I think the effects are, 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 are brilliant. You know, really are. And, and again, it's. And they haven't dated as well. I don't think they have dated at all. I think you watch it. Other than the party time corpse, the rest yeah. of the effects look great. The zombies look fine. You know, most of them could be in mud. Trash looks great as zombie, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even though she does decay pretty fast, but she looks great. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, I love the effects in it. I think, you know, I'm a big effects person, you know. And yeah, I of course. appreciate, you know, the work goes into that. So I was really keen on getting that in the book, you know, and yeah. uh, when we wrote the documentary, really getting into because I think that's what fans like. They want to know how things are made and they want to yeah. favourite totally. scenes. So no, it, it's a it's a massive, massive thing for me, the special effects. And I think the people behind it and uh, all deserve the, the accolade the, the accolades that they get, you know, to Kenny yeah. Myers and Tony Gardner. But I think Bill deserves something as well. I mean, Bill Stout's designs are out of this world. You look at his original designs, Bill Stout. Yeah. You know. A lot of them, you know, are mirrored pretty good. And that, you know, you can't say when you look at Bill Stout's original design of Tarman, it's much different to Bill Munn's actual yeah. final piece. So it's pretty damn close, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look how iconic Tarman is now. Oh, it's everywhere. I it's mean, iconic, you know. Uh, and, you know, for the fans, he's, he's huge, isn't he, really? So, yeah. I've got to give people credit there. That's what you know about repeat myself. I think you know everybody deserves it. And uh, these are kids. Kenny Myers yeah. came on the save of the day, really. Kenny Myers did, you know, and he returned for number two. Yeah, you know, he course. came on, you know, lastmeet.com on the first film and basically got him out of the shit. Yeah. And Gardner made that. Uh, again, I haven't done my research for a long time, but Gardner made the half corpse in the, what, two weeks, I think it was. Something Something like that. That. Yeah, just you the know, fact. A kid. Oh, you know, he was young, so young. I mean, even um, oh god, his name escapes me again. The producer, not the producer, um, yeah, not producer. Oh god, big guy. Oh, he's gone up my head. Graham Henderson, Graham Henderson. There you yeah. go. He, he, you know, he in the documentary even says, like, you know, 
a bit like, oh, you you know, are you sure you should be here type of thing? You yeah, know, yeah. You're very oh, young and stuff, you know. Graham's a force of nature, Graham. He's big, yeah. Brit, you know, big, yeah, burly British guy, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have messed with him. No. <laughs> no. He would have been, I imagine Tony Gardner being this weird little 16, 17-year-old American kid and his big Brit comes over to you. He would have probably shit himself, probably. Right, probably. Um, yeah. But- but like Tony Garner, like you say, it's like you know the fluid coming out of the the uh, spine. Yeah. On, on the half cups, it's genius. Tiny little touches, just so so good. Oh, there's. But then, yeah. and I think what makes the half corpse is Sherry Davis doing the voice. You know. Yeah. And when we interviewed Sherry, I think she's I think she's passed away. I think she has. But when we interviewed Sherry, mm. she never discussed Return of the Dead ever ever discussed it. Oh, I, hadn't really? realized, I hadn't realized how big the film was. She did that little bit of voiceover. Oh on, set, on set, obviously, it was Brian Peck doing the voice on yeah. set. Yeah. And the work print edition, you can hear him doing it. I have. But, I've yeah. got that when I have yeah. heard it. Yeah, you can tell it's him. Yeah, that's right. him. yeah, yeah. But then when she did it, I just love the accent. She's got it's really it's like a German accent, I think. It's so strange. You know, yeah. the pain. Yeah. I mean, it's like she's got a little tw- you know, think about her voice, which is European, I think it is. And um it's just brilliant, and I think that of her, that visual image of of, of Ernie speaking to her. I always yeah. said, they've made an action figure of Return of the Dead. She do a box set of Ernie with her on the gurney. Oh you know, God, that'd be that, amazing! You know, if you want to make an action figure a deluxe edition, you do Ernie and her, doesn't him lean over her? Because that would be fucking brilliant. That would be. Imagine um, that. Imagine that. I've yeah. always said they need Necker Ultimates of all yeah. the cast. I'm surprised they've never done it. Again, I think because the franchise again so is busy, love it. isn't it? Well, I just think as well because I think it's just because it's not as loved. I, I, I think people don't like to gamble on Return of the Dead. I think people fear that it's not as popular as it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a strange. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah, and I think people, you know, Time Man was it sold out. The Time Man figure did. It was highly successful. So yeah. why not make more? And again, if you look, if you look at the Time Man box, it clearly mm-hmm. states copyright. Bill William Stout. Yeah. It is not copyrighted to MGM, no. the Fox family, or anybody else. Right. Because he owns the, the design of the Tar Man and he owns the title of Return of the Dead. The, not the title, the graphic of Return of the Dead. I see. Yeah. So yeah. that's in the box. And so clever, uh, I think it was a mock toys did that. That's uh, right. Very clever how they did it to get away with it, you know. But yeah. And we got our first Return of the Dead action figure and we've never had another one since. No, that's true. And that now goes for silly money. Oh, it's ridiculous, yeah. Oh, I'm looking I'm... nice on the shelf here. No, I see. Um, I haven't got one yet, but I will. Well, I got mine when it first came out. I was lucky when it first came out. Ah, oh, right, right. Back in the time, back in the day, like. Yeah, um, Rob from Hell on Shirts, he messaged, you know, we speak quite a bit because he, he, yeah, um, yeah. he uh, they, what's the name? Oh, out my head. Got out my head. They sponsor our YouTube show, basically. So we, okay, get, we get the merch and stuff like that. So we're very lucky. But, um, he messaged me, look what I've just got. And he, you know, he, he spent a lot of money on it, but he's oh, got yeah, one, you know, no, it ain't cheap at all, but he's got it, kept it boxed, which is you do because of the, you mind, ain't mine's out of the box. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I was going to buy two at the time, but again, being a fan, I thought I can't have it in a box, you know, no. I can't have it. No. And I, I took the gamble at the time. I thought it's fuck it. I'm just going to take it out. So mine's out of the box, but, uh, it's one, you know, he's, he's still sitting, I'm looking at it now as we're talking. Um, cool. it's, um, Get the yeah. little brain with it as well. Get the brain, but yeah, it's still yeah. there. My brain, the brain is, yeah, I'm not, I'm not lost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the house a few times, that's never been lost. That's brilliant. That's good. Yeah, to be honest, it, to keep that boxed would be would be a bit of a crime, really. 
you know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I again, we could talk all day about figures. Now, I'm weird because I do keep. I mean, my parents recently moved to Spain, and mm. they had, uh, you know, said, "Oh, you need to come and collect some of your stuff you left for years ago." So it's okay. And I went to theirs, and I ended up, I think it was thirty boxes of action figures. In yeah, mint on card, ranging from uh, Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Yeah, Pirates Caribbean. The neck, the necker ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, there was things like Jurassic Park figures. There was everything. Uh, box still in boxes. Star yeah. Wars, of course. You know, uh, being a big fan of Star Wars. Yeah. And I remember thinking that I had conehead figures in the film oh, Conehead. Wow. When did I buy half of this stuff? You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, when I found things like you know the Lost Boys, David and Michael figures, which go for stupid money, you go for. Yeah. On, yeah. On, on, on eBay, and I've got. Sitting there in a box, and, and Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. So, yeah, I'm surprised I opened it, but I think I opened it, Time Man, because how much a fan of the film. And I just thought, you know, yeah. I've had them on the shelf, you know, than sitting uh, around. But yeah, I mean, they are expensive, and they released yeah. them twice. I think they remember correctly, it was a bigger box and a smaller box, two different packages. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, both sold out, you know, crazy. I'm sorry, we're surprised we've never had a figure. We, you know, why haven't got reaction figures of them? Why yeah. haven't got, you know, um, you know, NECA figures or uh, Matt Farline figures? Why, yeah, for all this time? I know it's crazy because I know I'd collect all of them. I'd have oh, every well, single one. Yeah, I mean, I'm on. I'm looking here on my in my nerd loft, and I've got like I've got some boxed. I've got some NECA figures in front of me, some um, Nightmare on Elm Streets and stuff like that. But yeah, I've got Alien and Alien and the dog alien from alien three still boxed another dan o'bannon great you know yeah. um so there are things i will open i've got an open ash uh, stood on the um on the trolley from army of darkness you know that's open from years ago but you know but yeah we could talk hours for yeah yeah we could figures and stuff yeah definitely but yeah it's it's great that they they did release the figure but like you say it's the only one that's it you know nothing nothing since but it might change um, one day might, it might, might change, yeah. It might do. I, again, it, I hope we don't get silly prices on them. You know, people don't again exploit yeah. and you know release a limited edition costing you know three hundred quid. I've seen some recent ones, which is great, you know. And the, I think we did a, a suicide and trash figure. That was right, uh, yeah. I've seen and that. It, was like, it was like two hundred, three hundred quid, something like it was. I think how much they were. Jeez. Yeah, and again, you know, it was effort goes into them. They were handmade, you know, and yeah, yeah, fifty copies, one hundred and fifty from that, but still. It's fucking, you know, it, it's a lot, a lot of money, money, really. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. But, you know, but again, there's a fan base fair for it, and and there's effort, and it's an art, you know. So I can't fault one that. I just yeah, wish yeah. a bit more. I wish they were a bit more accessible again, you know, and a bit more uh, mainstream if you're going to do yeah. it, you know. But again, you know, one day maybe we'll have some action figures return from the dead. Hopefully, yeah, it'd be nice. I like to say I've I've always said you need like your main four. From the yeah. beginning of the film, then all the punks obviously, you'd, you know, Freddie would be in that punk, but you'd have the main four. You could have um, zombie trash, you could have separate, yeah. separate zombies, you can have another tar man. I mean, you could have like the um, there's, there's, there's so much you could have. Oh, I mean, you could have like you know, Frank and Freddie with interchangeable heads, you know, you could yeah, have yeah, you know, head. yeah, yeah, oh, and you yeah. know, with the burnt eyes, you know, on Freddie, I mean, a normal face on Freddie, oh, god, yeah. Guys, yeah, but there's loads you could do, you know, as you said, yeah. you know, and there's definitely a market there for it, 
I said about the box set with Ernie and the half corks, you know. That'd be beautiful. You could have a box set of, you know, we could have Tarman and Matank or Tarman and Bert with a baseball bat, you know, there's, there's yeah. so much. You know, you could get Tarman and free tanks. But again, yeah. I'd do it myself if I could. You know, I did the action figure the once. I made one. I've, we've made one action figure our company has. Yeah, uh, we did a Peter Vincent kind of retro reaction type figure for oh, quite yeah. like three, uh, and it's just expensive to do. Is it really expensive? Yeah, yeah. It was, it, you know the mold itself. I mean, it might be cheaper now with three D kind of like molding, but this was, yeah. this was eight years ago. Uh, yeah. thousands of pounds just for a steel mold for a figure. And we were going to do our next figure after that was going to be Don as Ernie and the Half Corpse as reactions type figures. Amazing. But we didn't do it because it was going to cost about six grand, nothing, just in the molds. Bloody hell. And, you know, it just wasn't worth it for us because you know what it's like, you know, you've got to yeah. get your pre orders in and like anything, everybody wants it before it comes out. And when it comes out, nobody wants it. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd and, buy it. And then when, when it's released, no one does. No, so, that's um, it. Shane look like done that. I think we would. You know, Don was live at the time. Oh, um, been beautiful, we'd yeah. Been, yeah. I, would you have had? Um, you probably would. You probably already discussed this. Would you have had his tracksuit with the torn leg? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the scruffy <laughs> version of, of Ernie with his hair kind of like scruffed up flat, uh, and Brilliant. we had the torn leg. Yeah, basically. Brilliant. And the half corpse was literally, you know, and it was done in the style of the retro, you know, Star Wars reaction yeah. things we've done as. I've got a design somewhere on my computer somewhere. Oh, that's cool. You'll have to send me that image one Yeah, day. well, can I find them? Find it. It. Yeah. But it's yeah. a shame because uh, it would have been pretty cool, to be honest. Yeah, that would have but, been. But, you know, it's one of the things, you know, we, we know what burns a little bit because we did the Peter Vincent one for the documentary and yeah. we online in advance. Everyone's going, oh, I can't wait for it to come out. I'm going to buy it. And we only charge like, like eight quid for it. And we didn't yeah. sell hardly, you know, in the end, it took us about three years to, fix, to, to actually shift them all. Oh, God, it's really? Like, but wanted one, suddenly weren't there. And uh, that's prerogative. But when you invest in something quite heavily and you think you're going to um, sell it and you don't, it's a bit, it kind of burns you. Well, yeah, especially for the fans that they're saying, we want it, we want it, we want it. You're like, great, these will all go. And then it doesn't go anyway. You're just yeah. like, mm, frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah, so that kind of that, that's the reason we didn't do return the the, the, the um, Ernie one, Ben. You know, yeah. The finances, yeah. But it's a shame. I said because I would have liked to have done it. I really would have liked to have done it. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice to get get them figures one day. It would be nice. But yeah, going back to Don because we were talking about his character. There's that one scene where uh, Bert and Spider have gone, and Tina's at the wind at the the little hole in the window, and. Don's got his hands like a cross sort of Tina, if you know what I mean. And yeah. she says, they've left us. They, they've left us. And he says, they have to. They have to, yeah. It's, it's his, the, the, like, the terror in his face, the way he's breathing, the way he's looking. He knows what Don for, doesn't he, basically? Yeah. But it's just, him. that delivery is like, he's, 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 like, yeah. he's like, they had to. It, I don't know. Absolutely. It's, again, it's just it's just the quality of the acting and writing there. I think that scene says it all. You've got literally got, you know, I think you want you desperate for him to come back. Yeah, and he's gutted that he've had to go, but he understands that we had no choice to go. Yeah, that he would have died otherwise. But I think he also contemplates then that we're fucked basically. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think getting that realism at the fuck as well is important um, because he, it's just, I think it's a strong, and that's again, I'm going over people, that's what irritates me. I still comment about um, it's everyone's just screaming. This no. has heart in that film. Oh, you, know, like, you just mentioned that one bit, Ben. There's, there's, there's heart there where someone is dying. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. People know they're going to go, you know, and people in that the end scene where he oh, comes through the base, the loft, the attic, and he's got the gun to her head. Does he shoot her or not? It's like, hang on a minute, that's that's raw, completely raw. And, and, then then you, and you're criticizing, saying it's just all screaming. And there you go, you've done it again. You see, I was going to say that scene, and he's he's putting the gun to Tina's head, oh, yeah. and you, he's shaking. Yeah, like you know, when you put your right, you're almost pulling your eyes in the back of your head because I have to do this. This, I'd rather yeah. she not than be eaten by him than I will, because I don't know if it would, you know, I don't know how many. I think it was one bullet. I don't know. Was there a, did you ever find I don't out? Know. Really that many knowledge. I mean, but he's but he can do her first, isn't he? He's gonna put her out. Yeah. Of, save her being eaten and turn. He's gonna put her out of misery because that's the right thing to do. You know, it's just. And I think that again for writing purposes, how important yeah. that is. Yeah. And yet, it, it's just something which didn't happen back in the day with films. No, no, uh, especially yeah. like in in. In zombie movies, there's there's a yeah. lot, like you say there's a lot of heart in this first film. There really is throughout. It's there's, oh, it's just yeah. I could, I could literally talk about this this film for literally hours. <laughs> could, I mean, you, you could seriously, you know, you could analyze and break it down, you know. And yeah, yeah. I, I've done a commentary on it before um, for the second sight release, and it was difficult to do a commentary because there's so much you can talk about for one scene. You find yourself them. It's already gone to the oh, next one. Yeah, yeah. it's seen come and gone, it's, and it's. It, I found it very difficult. Whereas the se- second film we did a commentary for, yeah, and I love that film. But we were told by MGM, do not be negative about the film. Right. Um, that right. was you no. Know, it's in your head, then you can't be negative. It was so hard then. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I found something like how amazing the film was, and it's not an amazing film. It's not, you know, there's no, no question no. there. It's very special to me because of nostalgia. Yeah, but it's not an amazing film, but I couldn't be negative about it, and I wouldn't have slagged it off. But I, I couldn't be as truthful as honest as I wanted to be because I was worried MGM were going to do me over. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, of course, totally, totally. Well, I've got yeah. here. I've, I've got all my Return of the Dead DVDs literally in front of me, and I've got that Second Sight one here, so I'll have to listen to that. I am a sucker for not putting on the commentaries though, so I need to start doing that. Really, yeah, I, I. I like the commentary, especially you know, because I think you know it depends who's doing the commentary, of course. Yeah, at first. yeah. But again, you you're getting you know the cast and crew's perceptions in, and I I found over the years the weirdest thing about filmmaking is is that there's a perception that you're going to get lots of information out of somebody, yeah, who starred in the film, but actually, the way films are made, they don't give a monkey's chuff really because yeah, on the set a very small amount of time on the set for a start. Yeah, the contract on their bit only because that's important to them. And obviously, they've got to learn that bit, and it's another job for them. It's course, only, yeah. and I find sometimes it's years later they embrace it more. Right, what well, they embrace is other people's stories. So uh, what right, you, get, right. you you get people telling stories about what happened to them, which they forgot about, but someone else told them about on 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 a Q and A. Right. Yeah. So I think it, it's kind of. So when you listen to commentary, sometimes you can tell that people are regurgitating other people's stories. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. And that's not an issue because why would you remember what you did on a film in 1985 when at the time it was another gig and you 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 you're dropping actor? You remember yeah. it now because people love the film and it's become a cult classic. Yeah, and you become iconic because of it. So you, and you've got to tell people stuff and, I, and I'm, I'm really going to be really interested to, to hear Tom to be honest because I think Tom's blossomed over the years and we originally interviewed Tom yeah Return Living Dead he didn't have much to say oh right he right remember a lot to be honest uh and he didn't want to talk about the second film uh yeah he didn't have a lot and it was a it was a, it was an it was a lovely interview but there wasn't a lot there but over yeah. the years, he said more because I think because he's been on conventions and Q and A's, and he's remembered yeah. stuff more. And I right. think also, again, like a lot of the actors, he's, he's accepted his role within that legacy, yeah, and embraced it. And I think again because of Jimmy, how close yeah. he was to Jimmy, and how close to how much Jimmy loved the film, he found new appreciation of it. So I'm really looking forward to when you do get Tom on the on on your show. Yeah, to see how much he's um changed really. In, oh, right, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's not just one word answers. <laughs> no, that's that that'll be good. I did, I did briefly ask him in October about the second one. I said, You're not really a fan of the second one, are you? Sort of, you know, uh, because I know he's he's he said that in previous interviews and stuff, and he goes, I, 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 I prefer it now. I prefer it than um than I used to. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's just fun. It's more it's more of a fun time that one now. He said he watched it recently and and he was like, yeah, it's better than I remember. So that's good that you know, that's an old good, interview yeah. said like you're saying an old interview was like, mm, not really a fan of that one. And then now he's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's times change and perceptions and stuff like that, isn't it? You know, so yeah, you, I can't wait. Your views do change a lot of stuff, and I think things get easy with time, don't they? Yeah, you know, um. And I think again, that's one of the things I've got. What's got, got easier for him with time is um, is that film. It was a hard film to do. Number two was for him. You know, the director uh, yeah. Ken Widerhorn wasn't really a fan of the franchise. That's hard. Uh, we even hear that's hard. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It's real strange. And um, again, he wanted his own stamp on it. He wanted very outright comedy. Yeah, the fact that he never hired. Well, in fact, yeah. he didn't hire Don, you know. And yeah. I think I think Phil Burns does a good job as Doc Mandel. A little over top for me, a little bit. But imagine Don playing Doc, Doc Mandel, how good he would have been. Oh, God, you know? yeah. Imagine it. Oh, well, it would be so good. And he would have just been great for, like, the film and the legacy for having him back. And yeah. then, you know, the, you've got Burt Wilson's. I think that's Burt Wilson's grandson, I think it is. Yeah, because, you know, Jesse Wilson. Uh, it's Burt Wilson in the first one, Jesse Wilson in the second film. Uh, it's work, virtually line for line the conversation on the phone to the army uh, when he phones the army, you know, from the first film to the second film. I think there's a relation there. I think there's a link, supposed to be a link. Never, yeah, never, even, it's never, never even put that together. Wow. Oh, I always thought of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The dialogue is exactly the same. When Jesse phones up the number on the side of a tank, yeah, on hold, it's the same dialogue as the guy when. Bert phones up the right. army in the second, in the first film. Oh God, yeah. Uh, so there's <laughs> a little link there, I think. But again, why not have Don? Fucking why? Yeah, he would have been so good. I mean, yeah, you know, like like the, the scenes we were just talking about, the 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 amount of passion he puts, you know, to the role, you know, 
would have would have would have been amazing. There's a lot of what ifs. It would have you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, City Four. What if Bond would have been in Return Returning Dead Part you know, Three, playing the Colonel, but he didn't because he got divorced and yeah. divorced. He couldn't do it. You know, what would it have been different? Maybe not the film. What would it have been the fourth film? Like it's supposed to have been. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it's all what ifs, isn't it? Really, but yeah. but nice what ifs because you can think about it, you know, and you can, you know. I think Dom was frustrated. I think with number two particularly because he obviously shared his script with Tom Fox, yeah, and obviously Tom Fox rejected it, even yeah. though even though Bannon was up for it, Tom rejected it. I think what what really pissed off um, and hurt Dom the most was other than not getting the role was. Mm. The scenes from Don's script, which are in the final film, they appeared in there, you know, yeah. and you know, and it's in the comic, and you know, as well, the hand in the car, yeah, right from Don's original 1985 script, it's yeah. Like, you know, the script wasn't written till '87 for yeah. the part two, and you know, it, I think that and that upset Don, I think, a little bit because it's like you know, it's a blatant rip, isn't it? Really, rip, and he was like, yeah. you know, he was dissed, really, you know, and I think. He felt he should have been in it, and I think don't forget all the cast and crew were told to come back. You're going to be coming back. Going to back. You know, yeah. T- uh, Beverly was told she would be back. They'll bring her mm-hmm. back now, but never did. So no, it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, but we still got we still got Jimmy and um, Tom. So yeah, that's important. That that I mean that and Connor Glover. Don't forget Connor Glover's back. Yeah, that's true. I, there is the saving grace, I think, of part two is the fact that you know you have those two back again, like you say, and, and Colonel Glover as well. It's it's James Caron's delivery of. I love, I love. I'm gonna go we're jumping all over the show here, but that, yeah. that's what this is. What this is for, I suppose. But I love that how how cocky he sort of is is at the beginning, and how sort of like you know <laughs> you want to see him, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you know within twenty minutes he's going oh god oh yeah he's a show off he's showing off and in the beginning he's a proper little show yeah. off yeah you know yeah. He's a new guy works for him said before and he's proper playing yeah. the big I am with him look at me bitty big bollocks you know I'm in charge round here yeah and then you know Uncle Frank Uncle Fr- you know Frank uh, Frank to him and that kind of stuff yeah and he fucks up massively. And then he shoots himself. That's it. And, but again, but again, you know, going on about it, but they fucked up massively. Yet, how sorry do you feel for him, you know, when he kisses that ring and he oh, puts it on? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's like he gen- you genuinely feel for him because he's he's obviously a strong Catholic boy, you know, and yeah, does his prayer. But his life's gone and he knows he's, his own making. It's gone. He knows he's screwed up. Yeah, it was never and, his intention. Yeah, and yeah, you know, and he knows he has to do himself in to stop coming from coming back. Yeah, That's tragic again. You know, it's and it's again not appreciate tragedy really. No, it's a tragic film. You know, when you really break it down, and I think again it's lost a little bit. Yeah, uh, how important Mal is. You know, that, that sacrifice he makes. Oh, totally. In the work print, there's the scene of both of them on the couches with the blankets around them and it's a very slow zoom in yeah, when he apologizes yeah oh yeah. god yeah that i almost started like welling up when i first saw yeah, that he apologizes like, to Freddy, doesn't he yeah and he says sorry son oh heartbreaking yeah. 
Makes you wonder why you delete that, isn't it? Really, why you would? Maybe it's maybe it was too, too tragic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too tragic and on the nose, mate. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, you've got, you know, you've got the, all them scenes. But you see, everyone not not really forgets. But you, it's got a bleak, dark ending. No one survives. Oh yeah, no one survives. Yeah. And well, I'm if you, watch, if you read the comic they did. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. No one survives. I think that was again was unusual for this day as well. That yeah. makes kind of all your main characters. Yeah. Of an army yeah. fuck up. And I think that's what again was unique about the film that you don't see that in horror. Normally the heroine survives and yeah. evil's defeated. What we got in this one was the evil's back, you know, the rain starts again. They they won, yeah. What? They continued, yeah. Again, unique and different, and it just was um, of its ahead of its time. I think definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think that's the reason why I think that like we're still talking about it now is that, like you say, you've got your Romero's. They're very as they are. This is a. It's like a, almost like a. It's a league of its own. You know, it's got it's got that that horror. It's got the bleak. You've got amazing acting by. All the cast, and you, your brilliant soundtrack, bleak ending. Oh, I just yeah, it's everything. It's it's everything all in one, all rolled into one. And my my first memory was Tarman biting suicide's head. Yeah. As yeah, when I was, I think I was, I don't know, was, how old I would have been? Could have been fifteen when I saw it. Some a mate friend of mine had it on a VHS copy, I think. Yeah. Or, or or he had the, the actual proper VHS, the Vestron VHS version. We brought it around to our, our our friend's house. We all sat and watched it. But going walking away, think remembering like, oh man, he ate his head. You know, he was alive and he ate his head, and it just it yeah. stuck with me. You know, and it wasn't until like years later reliving it again and going, oh my God, it's not just that that's great; it's everything. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's absolutely perfect. Have you got time to talk about more brains? Yes, of course, yeah. Uh, so. How did all that come about? So we'd obviously done the book myself and Christian. We'd written this book, uh, um, the complete history of Return of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, again, I'd made friends with Don uh, and Beverly, and I wanted to do something for them, celebrating the franchise. Yeah. Nobody else had done anything on the Return of the Dead really. The Blu-ray had come out with the DVD, the yeah. commentary. Nothing else really on the franchise really, in regards to the celebration of it. So we decided, my Christian and I, to do the book. And I met Christian through the old horror magazine, Gore Zone. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. he worked on. Then. Uh, so, you know, we got really friendly with Christian. We decided to do his book. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was successful. The book came out. Uh, I won't go into the politics behind, obviously, the company we worked with. But they yeah. did well on it. We, did, we didn't, but they did well on it. And um, for me, it was, wasn't really about making money off it again. That sound like an, an, an idiot. It was more about, obviously having a connection to the franchise really and doing something for the franchise. Yeah. So that came out and was, and was went down very, very well. And at the same time, um, uh, a colleague of mine, would you say, because uh, he, he was representing the cast of Town of Living Dead, Mikey yeah. Perez. Mikey was involved in the documentary Never Sleep Again. Oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, no, it wasn't necessarily, that came after. I think it was Friday the 13th, Jason documentary was called chronicles of friday the first night was called yeah he yeah. did stream true hollywood story and he did um never sleep again the nightmare on street documentary right very successful doc and he approached me we're gonna do a documentary on 
by Living Dead. Because, you know, uh, him and Tommy Hudson are going to do it, who's a well-known documentarian. Yeah. And, you know, we've got everybody on board. We'd like you to write it because you've already done the book. It'd be good for a connection for you and Christian to write the doc. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, because, it, to be honest, it was pretty easy for us because we already had a narrative done already, you know, from the book. And what I didn't realise, which what it meant was that not only did you do a narrative for a documentary, when the interviews are done and they're transcribed, you then construct the edit of the documentary in word format, basically. Right, I see, you yeah. Type, yeah. Type sections of what people are saying and obviously put into a script and time coding. I didn't realise that at the time, naively. Yeah. But it was great, because obviously you get you know, loads of information and you bounce people's words off each other. So we had to do that. We constructed that. And that's how I got involved in it. I did some artwork for them as well, some of the graphics at the beginning of the film, some of the animations during the, ep- the documentary as well. I did that for them. Uh, yeah. And it was a fun experience, really, you know. And again, you know, because we knew the franchise well, it was just, it was pretty kind of like, you know, done deal we would do with Doc. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I was, became very close then to, to Mikey. Uh, so that's how I got involved in it, really, with documentary, and you know, that span, you know, that then resulted in me doing my own stuff. Then, uh, yeah, what I learned from that doc, uh, so it was really fun. Uh, I learned a few more things I didn't know before, you know, and it was great seeing Don on screen talking about it. It was great seeing Bill on screen, and Bill Munns, you know, despite yeah. the issues we had. So I was really, really happy with it. I think it came out really well. I think it's it's a really well put together documentary. I think it's really well edited. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's fun. It's a fun doc. Um a lot of heart in it as well. And I think it comes across as very, you know, the cast crew loved the film. I think yeah. it's a shame we didn't get Dan. Dan had died. You know, we didn't get Dan for the book. Dan had given his blessing for the book. Right. And, yeah. and he passed away. Oh, uh, yeah. So obviously his wife Diane's blessing she did a bit at the end for us. But yeah. It yeah. was um it was a shame that you know. I know Dan's last interview is included in. It is, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, but it's a shame that he didn't um, wasn't actively involved in it. It's a shame because I think he yeah. would have appreciated it. Yeah, um, it was a celebration of his work. And Tom had gone by then as well. Tom had gone. Tom Tom, Tom um, Fox. Fox was gone by about two thousand and four. I believe he passed away. Right. Yeah. Tom, he never got to see. And the franchise was respected. Again, maybe he may have been, his action might have been different because for me, him, it was very much about money, really. Yeah, yeah. Was, producer. Was maybe, it? yeah, he's, mm. you know, he's a banker producer. Yeah. Uh, banker with a B. Um, so I think he, maybe, if he would have been alive, part mm. of me feels it may be more difficult for us to do what we was doing because it would have been about money probably more. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think he may have wanted money and for the franchise use. Yeah, and that's his prerogative to do that. Uh, but yeah, I think it would have been a little bit more difficult. I've got a re- re- very weird feeling it might be more difficult for us. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, it is a brilliant documentary. It's it's everything you need to know about Return Living Dead. It's it's it has everything. It sometimes for me, and I've got it here. I can see it now with the slip cover, and. Um, yeah. Sometimes I think, do you know what? I fancy Return of the Dead. No, actually, no. Do you know what? I'll stick on the documentary. Oh, I just, it's just nice. That it's, it's it's got to the point where I've watched it enough that I know what everyone's saying. I've memorized the lines. Yeah, I'm a bit nerdy like that, you know. 
No, it's, it's, it's one of the films. It's easily quotable, isn't the film? You yeah. mentioned like the band that are on quoting it. It is easily quotable. Yeah, totally. What I love about the fact that the second site has it on the the second disc, but I like say had to get the its own more brain, you know, the actual release itself. Yeah, yeah. You, to be a completist, I have to have that as well. But that's nice though because the uh, tons of extra extras there which you don't get on the second site DVD. So. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a great documentary. I do, I do really. No, think... I'm, I'm very proud of it. I think we, yeah. we, everybody worked hard on it. Really, it was, yeah, um, it was a interesting experience, and it taught me a lot again about about document documentary making. Yeah, it was a result with obviously me doing my own stuff, and so again, it was important to me to do. Um, yeah, and it was a joy. Really, it wasn't hard. Really, I see. Yeah. I mentioned about the transcribing and stuff like that. But, you know, it, we were lucky we did the book first. I think if we, we hadn't done the book and went straight into that and hadn't got the knowledge already of the franchise. From the books, yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been more difficult. So we were lucky. Yeah, no, it's good. I, um, like I say, I, I've, I've finished the Trioxin book. I do have your other one, but, well, with, that covers the, the whole franchise. But I, I haven't started that one yet. I will I will get onto that. But um, it's, 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 You've given, you've basically given us as fans everything that we need outside of the film itself. You know, you can definitely. I mean, more brains, for example, as uh, just as a documentary. You know, if they said we're doing another documentary, you've covered everything. You know, yeah, we have. I, I can, yeah, unless you let's find some footage or find some, you know. Um, new images or maybe there's no stories we haven't told no, genuinely no. not i've seen images over the last couple of years funny enough you know things have popped up on facebook or instagram yeah which I'd, never, I'd never seen before and i've never seen that before where's that come from yeah you know, you know we search and search for stuff as you as you can imagine yeah but i don't think there's anything any stories out there left which no. are untold really i don't think there are and i think it'd be it, if someone did it i mean i think they did it recently it was really when it's released by Second side, there were some additional documentaries done, little featurettes, yeah. Um, and it's the same stuff we'd already talked about, yeah. It's the, it's, really seen it. it's the um, it's the is it the not German, is the uh, it's a different front cover with trash coming out there, yeah, yeah. But but there are some, like, you know, some recent which second sight uh produced, yeah, on special effects, mm-hmm. and you know, you're interviewing Kenny Mars and Tony Gardner, but you've also got on the same release, you've got more brains. They're on there. Why, do you, why do you need uh, yeah. a of the same people talking? But yeah. instead of talking five years, they're talking now. Um, I, I, get, I get why, I know I'm not stupid, I get why they do it. Yeah. Uh, it's new content for us fans, and us fans will get hardens over it and want to buy it because we think it's new content. When yeah. it's not really it's the same, but... I just think when you've got something which is as special as more brains, which mm. covers everything, yeah, you know that's important enough. Do you know what I mean? I think you know that tells the story, but again, it's difficult now because if you if you re-release Return of the Dead, what are you going to put on there? Now we yeah. them, but we, you know most most people are gone. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are gone. Sorry, and those who are still here, we've already interviewed. Yeah, you know, true. There's not much more they can say really about. That's- the film that that's why it makes it a definitive doc really and the fact yeah, yeah. you've got don and james who aren't here no more and they're Rocking on there in it, yeah it's perfect perfect you know 
so yeah, it's yeah, it was, it's it's a great documentary to have, and I think if I'm not preaching to the converted, if anyone's listening, they haven't seen it, oh, go out and get one because it you know needs to be seen. But if you listen to this podcast, then you would have seen it by now. You know, well, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would think so. Yeah, so no, oh, brilliant, brilliant. You've just you do you know what? Even just talking like for this uh, this amount of time. And as much as I love the film anyway, I want to re-watch it now. <laughs> really? As you were on, I think I said that, I didn't mention before, I've mentioned it off-camera, off-camera, off-audio to you. Yeah. Find, as well as the Don stuff, I just find it difficult to watch. Again, yeah. that, um, I think I've, I just don't want to wreck it for myself anymore because I love it so much. Yeah, like a, like a, like almost like an overkill type thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah. You know, yeah. And one day I'll put it back on. I think I will, you know, and revisit yeah. it. I just think it's kind of like, you know, like you watch like, um, even I've watched it a million times, you know, you watch a film as a kid, you love it. I mean, when you watch it, when you're older, it's shit. And, yeah. And you've yeah. got memories of the film, which actually aren't true memories. Howard the Duck for me. Yeah, you know, I was going to say Howard the Duck. I love Howard the Duck and Mass Universe. Yeah. I, yeah. I still like Mass Universe and yeah. I love Howard the Duck, but I did watch Howard the Duck about two years ago. Yeah. And I had to convince myself it was good after. Yeah, uh, because I oh, loved it, and you know, and <laughs> I think same with Master Universe as well. There's yeah. lots of thoughts in that film, but it's nostalgia for me. But oh, totally, yeah. It's still, it's not as good as I remember it being. And even though that would never happen with Turning Me Dead, no, I just don't want. I think because you start thinking about people in it, you start thinking about people you know, and yeah, how things were done, and you kind of lose the film a little bit. Yeah, so it, it, it's just weird, and I've known people. I've, I've had friends that do that, you know, and colleagues who work in other projects who've got so involved with something they can't watch it. Hellraiser yeah. for me the same. Hellraiser one and two, when I did with documentary, yeah, I find it difficult to watch the film again because it, it was such a long process making that. Right, yeah, that I'd lived and breathed that film, one and two. Oh, Hellraiser. Wow. I mean, yeah. I've been breathing it for years, you know, well, two years. Every day I was thinking about it, every day I yeah. was working on it. So it kind of became difficult. Uh, but again, Return of just it's, 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 it holds a special place. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I will, I'd go to a screening of it, no problem. You know, if it was a screening, I'd go. Yeah. And I have gone to screenings over the years of it. I went to a screening in Manchester about four years ago. I was invited to do a talk there. All right, brilliant. Um, it was, you know, I hadn't seen it for a while. It was fun. Yeah. The screening in LA with the cast and crew. And that was fun. You Maybe. know, we did a Q&A at the end. And again, what, you know, talking about the cast and crew now, again, it was really fun because they asked me to go on stage and there was like all the cast and crew. You had Tom, Joel Shepard, Tina, yeah. Clue. Uh, and they had me on there as well. And I thought, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> One person wasn't even alive. Well, I was alive, sorry. I was like a kid when it came out. Yeah. But the cast had passed the mic to me a few times. Oh, and I would just ask him a question and Tom would go, oh, Gary can answer that. Or Beverly would say, you know, Gary. And I'd be like, you know, it was kind of such a nice experience that I wasn't, I wasn't, and I, I actually, what, I shouldn't have been there. You know, I had no right to be there, really. No, no, you do, you do. You no, do. no, no, but, but they, they embraced me in it and, you know, yeah, they, totally. I could just sat there and be ignored, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And they didn't, and I, and I appreciate what they did that for me. I really do because, it made a massive difference for me. Oh, totally. It. Totally. You've done, you know, you and, and your whole team have done so much for this film's 
and the franchise, you know, it's and yeah. like you know, you you practically know the whole the whole cast Ex- exactly and because they are such nice people. That's exactly why they wanted you there. It's perfect, brilliant. No, it's it's, it's great. Nice, you know, it is, and I'm, I'm glad that you you know someone like yourself's taking over the reins a little bit, and obviously doing this, and hopefully you know you'll continue doing it. And yeah, and and fresh stories off people in a sense you know i'm about contradict myself about stories but just you know talking about it now after all these years and not talking about it really do you know what i mean yeah and talking, no, about yeah. John and talking about jimmy and reflecting on them you know they've now gone yeah what may work so I, i'm really excited about this kind of thing you know this project you you're doing because it's important it really is important to the franchise oh that's cool i appreciate that i i just want to talk more like you know, I feel like the Instagram is is good, but I I want to talk to people like you, other people involved, you know, other fans, just oh, yeah. just to get you know theories like what do you think, you know, if how long were the canisters there and all sorts of stuff. There's yes. plenty of episodes where you know I can bring people on and talk about the, the most obscure things. Like you just think they do a prequel about the trioxin, you know, it's 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 just fun, isn't it? It's 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 connection. It's getting to talk to people it's about horror it's yeah it's it's the way forward so i think it's great i think genuinely it's great i've I said you know about repeat myself a million times i just think it's nice that people are taking the reins a little bit on it do you know what i mean and the fans are like yourself because yeah it, you know we did our bit i think i feel we've done what we need to do on yeah it. you know we did a doc and we did the graphic novel and we did a couple of commentaries and we did you the know books. a couple of books yeah, I think we're done now. I think it's nice that somebody else can, you know, speak to people. Yeah, and 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 carry that torch a little bit, and it is carrying torch, and that's not being, you know, wussy or kind of like you know, you know, softly yeah. over it. It is definitely it needs to be continued. It needs to be discussed, and it needs to be celebrated and shared. And I think it's just great people doing it. I genuinely think it is, and 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 it's not done for exploitative reasons. It's done because yeah. you love the franchise and love the film. That's it. You know, yeah. And um, I, I, I wish you know that you're all the best, and I hope, and I'll, I'll follow it because I think it's um, important. Really is. Oh no, I really appreciate that, and and you know, I've got I've got a list of people ready to to come on as and when. You know, it's this is the first episode, so I didn't even know how it would actually go. To be honest, how it would sound, or never we never did a test run, did we? We just kind of just no. Well, we, we had a couple of attempts. <laughs> yeah, we had a couple of couple of goes there, but um... no, no. It's, I think what I like about me, I mean, I do quite like a a podcast now because you just do, you know, over the years. Yeah, yeah. The fun I like doing them. What I like about them is it's just a conversation piece. I prefer yeah. a conversation, which you know, you shoot fat about stuff. Uh, yeah. I've done ones before where it's very you know formalized and. You know, it's it's the same questions being asked. It's difficult for you, I suppose, because you're asking questions on a film franchise which is 35 years old. Yeah, yeah. and people been asked questions, but I think again, about you know, you can use and don't use it. I think how you've done it today, where it's it's a conversation and it's a celebration. You tell, and you can tell yeah. you're passionate about the film. That's oh, obvious. Brilliant. you can, you know, you can tell, you know, you're quoting stuff and I'm saying stuff, and you're instantly knowing stuff from the film now i've been interviewed before where people ask me questions yeah and there's no response and i'm like oh, i'm right. saying something kind of quirky about a scene and they're like okay next question you're like mm. have you watched this film yeah or just a list of questions you're gonna ask so i think you know 
yeah. utilize your knowledge and you know, and your love for the film as much as you can. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I really do. I didn't actually come on with any questions because I knew it's just a case of just chatting. Like you said, it's you know I've I. I I just didn't th- I I could I could do run off a list of questions I want to ask you, but I think as we've as you've taught, you've sparked me ideas of like you know you've spoke about we've pretty much spoke about everything, which is great, you know. So yeah, I I appreciate that. I really do. I want to like continue it as much as I can, and uh, yeah, just talking talking about it is 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 something, isn't it? It's something definitely. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, so you know. Um... I uh, I think that you know the Instagram page you said doing that and you know and the spotlight on characters and actors and you know yeah. it's just it's just getting it out man and it's just all you need is one person who's got a lot of influencers uh oh, sorry who's got a lot of influence sorry who's a fan yeah just promoting not Edgar Wright don't ask him but somebody <laughs> <laughs> somebody else you know and and, and it will just spread it well and um, yeah yeah fuck that guy yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll podcast that. That might be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maybe, maybe what we'll do, we'll basically force him to watch it and see what he thinks. You know, for, force him to watch Living Dead again. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know that if he didn't do that, you wouldn't have had Sean of the Dead. Maybe you know. It's got it's got to have influenced him to the point. You know, I mean, it has to it has to have. I mean, what we need to do is to get him to sit down and do what these YouTubers do now is where they have their first reactions, but it's his like. Yeah, third, but we get this truthful reading, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, last thing I'm going to say about it, last thing I think they're so pro Ramiro and yeah. so Ramiro's ass, really, in regards to Shaun of the Dead and Doom Land of the Dead. Yeah, that they won't admit that they like Return of the Dead because it's they feel it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they feel that it's so sacred. The Night of the Living Dead films were and the Ramiro films. Yeah, um, come along and shat on it a little bit. Don't forget, Return of Dead outdid Dead at the box office in '85. It did, yes, of course. Destroyed yeah. it at the box office. I think there's a little bit of that to it, genuinely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm and you know, kind of, uh, you know, break down their kind of thought process or psychoanalyze analyze them. There's got to be that, you know, when you're so far up somebody's backside. And Romero, Romero, Romero deserves to be worshipped. He does deserve to be worshipped. Yeah. But when they're so far up it, they can't see wood from the trees. Because you know what? I'm a fan of Romero. I'm a fan yeah. of, you know, the Italian horrors and zombie films, you know, fortunes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm also a fan of Obana. And there's yeah, a place true. for all of his stuff. Yeah. I like The Walking Dead. You know, yeah. I like uh, Z Nation. I like kind of, you know... Uh, Black Summer, I like that. And yeah. if you're a fan of a franchise, you're allowed to like more than one thing, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I like I like 28 Days Later. That's know. a great film. Yeah. Not technically zombies, but you know, even though they're called zombies, but I like that film. And again, you know, yeah, I wouldn't diss anybody else's because of of being connected to one. But yeah, again, yeah. I sound really, I sound really bitter now because I, I, I sent him a load of books. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it's 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 such a it's such a shame that you know you know you 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 sent him all them as a goodwill gesture, and you know you you just got like I don't really like that. I mean, ah, it's hard. Didn't, you get, didn't you get a thank you? That, that, no. That's what annoyed me. But I didn't get a thank you. Thank you for the other stuff you sent, costing thousands of pounds if you sold it on eBay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you were selling dead shit. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's just insane, you know. I mean, some of that, like say, some of the items you you sold. I mean, well, apart from the fact that they're worth a lot of money online, it's the sentimental value of of having that item, you know. Yeah. You know those books. I mean, I think it was uh, Horicon in Sheffield last year, where we met very very briefly uh, before I'd even done the Instagram, and I bought the trucks tryouts in book from you then, you know. I really, um, yeah, it was it, it was literally in, in it was a in and out type thing. Oh, I love you, love this book, you know, love this film. Oh, cool, you know, we didn't really, you know, get gets the point of like chatting properly, but we will when we when we meet again, like I can imagine. Um, but you know, you had them all all laid out there. Yeah, I think you had more brains as well, and I didn't pick it up stupidly, but I got it now. But you know, you, you that stuff now is just. I, I, I'm, I'm going over the same stuff, but it's just, it's perfect for us horror fans, yeah. us horror nerds, geeks, whatever you want to call us. It's absolutely perfect. It's what we all need. So, yeah. And it's hard yeah. to get, you know, again, about like I've been, you know, uh, about our work, you know, we're mm. in positions and, you know, people are selling like books 200 quid, 300 quid on eBay. And people I sent you uh, paying uh, it. Oh, yeah. I think I, I, I put it up on the um, Return Living Dead head story about like, your book, the trioxin book, and it was six hundred dollars. Yeah, and it, it, it was. I tagged you in it because I thought you need to see this. This is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but again, you know. But then you, you send somebody a book, which you know recently, and that's going for that much. Yeah, and they tell you it's shit. You know, without even looking at it, it's not very nice. Is it? yeah, it's, not, it's not nice. It's not nice. Not very nice, and that's putting it nicely. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, so I um. You know, I, I think we're kind of done with Return of Living Dead. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. I mean, me personally, I think we kind of, I think I'm, it's a shame, but I think I am. You know, I think I've done as much as I can do for the franchise. I think I've, I've, yeah. I've been, a, you know, a supporter of it for 10 plus years in regards to public support fan since I was six. Yeah. So that's what, 34 years. Um, yeah. I think you know. I think I've done it. I think I'm. I'm proud of what I've done. I'm happy with what I've done. Definitely. Um, my only regret is I got two regrets only. One was not doing the, the figure, which yeah. I think you know. And the other regret was, you know, when Don died, we tried to do a book about Don's life. Yeah. Uh, called That's a Cut, the story of Don Kafer, and uh, we interviewed lots of people. Yeah. And other people weren't interested in it, you know, and because he's not. Rob England and he's not Lance Henriksen and he's not these yeah. kind of character actors. Nobody really gave a shit really. And that, that was a shame. Same, you know what That's I mean? A shame. Yeah. One of those, you know, and I think, you know, it might be released one day digitally, something like that. You know, we've got hundreds of pictures, hundreds and hundreds of photographs. Yeah. Uh, of Don from his from his own archives, what he left to me. Um, you know, black and white photographs when he was growing up and we've got yeah. lots of stuff there, you know, but it's in a box at the moment, you know, and there's interviews stored on archive. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I probably, you know, I would like to revisit is that one day if we can, but that would be nice. Just, be nice yeah. It's just, it's just, if it's interesting and that's the thing, you know, and there's interest, interest to certain people, but yeah. obviously, unfortunately when you run a business, mm. you know, the, the nasty side of business comes into it now. So, yeah. Yeah, financially viable for us to do it. Can we afford to invest 
money in producing it, which no one's going to buy, or yeah. limited people are going to buy. At the end of the day, I can't afford to do that anymore, like I used to be able to. So, um, yeah. other than that, you know, without again repeating myself, it, it's I, I'm happy for what we've done. I think we've done, oh yeah, as much as we can. You know, yeah. basically. No, it's 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 a good run if you think about it. The amount of items you've done, you know, the the projects you've done just for Return Living Dead. Never mind everything else. That yeah, you've given the fans what what we need: book, documentary, you know, comic. There's more, you know, it's great. Yeah. So, but it, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no, no worries at all. But um, yeah, so we're, we're probably getting close to the end there. I mean, uh, we we could probably carry on for another two yeah. hours, but it, it is nearly tomorrow, so yeah, yeah, we've probably both got work to do. But um, so can do you want to let people know where they can follow you? Yes. Yeah, so, oh bloody hell! So, um, <laughs> sorry on the spot there. I know. Yeah, I've got so many pages. Our, our individual documentaries have had their own Facebook pages. Yeah. So, uh, Robo Docs has its own page. Uh, you also call Bruce the Story Fright Night has its own page. Uh, also. Um, Court screenings, Dead Man's Productions, uh, have Instagram and Twitter. Again, they're not, they're not hard to find. Just type in Court Screenings. Obviously, the website, uh, courtscreenings.co.uk or .com. Uh, Instagram, uh, I think I'm under Dead Man's Producer. I think I'm under. Or mm-hmm. search Harry Smart. And uh, obviously, How Band Bus, which I'm working as a little side project at the moment. Uh, Loving those. Yeah, it's on the How Band Bus. So, yeah, we're very much out there. Just search for our projects and we do come up, you know. Um, We've pretty much uh, put our fingerprint, I think, on on Instagram and Twitter at the moment. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I'll I'll tag you in, in all the posts Thank and stuff you. like that as we do. But uh, no, Gary, it's been absolute pleasure having you on, especially no, on. Thank you. Especially the first episode, it's gone perfectly. I couldn't think of any. So yeah, it's great. If you'd come on again, if I can think of other stuff to talk about, I'd love to have you back on. No, no, no I'd love, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it'd be, nice. it'd be nice, obviously, you know, uh, to come back on and talk about, obviously, you know, how you're getting on with, obviously, you know, meeting people and discussing yeah. the franchise of people and, you, and what you've come across. I think that'd be, that'd be great. Brilliant. That'd be great. Yeah, no, that'd be amazing. Amazing. So, yeah. So, thanks for coming on. Brilliant. It's been absolutely great. We'll, uh, we'll wrap that up and, um, yeah, we shall speak soon. Thank you. Brilliant. There you go. That's the first episode in the bag. What a great conversation with Gary Smart. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Now, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at Return of the Living Deadhead or also my other Instagram, which is Splatter Plastic, which is also my YouTube show. Now, we've had a voice memo from an Arlen Rabbithead who's very kindly left us a voice memo on the Anchor app. And I will play it for you now. But if you want to leave a voice memo, like the same way as Arlen did, feel free and I'll happily play it at the end of each show. So until next time, send more paramedics. Hello, my name is Arlen J. Um, I've been a fan of Return of the Living Dead 1, 2, 3. I don't really know. Not really into the Necropolis and the other ones, but the old school is the best. That's what I grew up on in my 80s, baby. Love it. Love Linnea Quigley. Love them all. Tom Matthews. Um, huge fan. And I am literally obsessed with the franchise of it. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs>